The entirety of the media, the left, and many, uh, basically every Trump supporter can't stop ragging on Ron DeSantis and uh, talking about his failure to launch. Trump has been roasting DeSantis, of course, because he's going to be running against him. It's entirely predictable, and I'm interested to see if Ron DeSantis can improve. And there's a lot to talk about. We did talk quite a bit the other day about his announcement, and we'll go over that just a little bit in, uh, in reference to the responses that we're seeing, because this really is the big story. I mean, this is the aftermath, the day after Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis announcing that he is running. But we do have a lot of news, a lot of really big and a lot of really great news. Target lost $9 billion in their market cap following what people are referring to as the Bud Light effect, that companies are scared, people are scared, they're going to lose value on their stock when there's boycotts. The boycotts seem to be working. Bud Light's not recovering. Target panics, their stock goes down. So we're talking about that, plus a whole bunch of other crazy news. Get this, New York has voted to freeze deposits at Capital One and KeyBank Get this, because they did not state how they would stop discrimination. What else were they supposed to do? I just, yeah. I, there we go. We're like ESG is coming to you if you use these banks. There it is. So before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com and join the Cast Brew Coffee Club or purchase some Cast Brew Coffee. This is our company. We're sponsoring ourselves. And with your support, buying our delicious Cast Brew Coffee, we're going to be setting up coffee shops. We're going to be impacting culture directly. And we are going to build that parallel economy. As many of you are boycotting Bud Light, many of you are boycotting Target, and probably a lot of other companies as well, maybe Netflix, maybe Disney, we have to set up new companies to replace the bad ones. So go to castbrew.com if you like coffee. I happen to enjoy it quite a bit. And uh, try our Rise with Roberto Jr. or Appalachian Nights, our signature blends. Also got Colombian and French roast. K-Cups are on the way. Again, castbrew.com. But don't forget also, head over to timcast.com. Click that Join Us button. Become a member. Because we're going to have a members-only show coming up for you tonight at about 10, 10 p.m. Eastern on the front page of Tim, timcast.com. And if you've been a member for at least six months or... You sign up at the $25 per month level. You get access to the chat room where you can submit questions to call into the show and ask us and our guest a question. So again, TimCast.com. But don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Rep. Wesley Hunt. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Wesley Hunt. I'm the congressman for uh, Congressional District 38 in Houston, Texas. It's a greater, greater Houston area, suburb, north, northwest. Uh, a little bit about me, born and raised in Houston. So I actually get oh, to right rep the, the city that I grew up in, which is pretty awesome. Military family. My dad's a retired lieutenant colonel in the Army. Certainly went to West Point in my family first. I went to West Point in my family second. My brother is also a West Point graduate. So there's about 60 years worth of military service just in my immediate family. Wow. Uh, got out the military, um, uh, did eight years active duty as an Apache helicopter pilot, uh, flew 55 combat air missions in Baghdad. That was the last time I was actually really cool. It's been downhill ever since from that. Now you're uh, doing all right. I did. I'm, I'm, I'm I figuring you're a cool out. Guy. But yeah, I, mean, come on. I don't know. Like. Congressman Apache pilot. I'll, I'll take the I'll take the latter. Yeah. Um, but finish up there. Uh, went to grad school at Cornell University. Uh, earned three master's degrees in four years at Cornell. Then a master's in business, public administration, industrial labor relations. Wow. Moved back home to Houston. Ran for Congress, and here we are. <laughs> well, right that's, on. That's me in a nutshell, brother. That's there you all you go. get. Thanks I'm for, married. Thanks for I got three little kids. I got a four-month-old little boy, four-year-old little girl. American dream. It is the American dream. Yeah. And, a, and, a, and a two-year-old little girl that next week I'm thinking about passing some legislation to get her on a terrorist watch list. Mm. 
because she's an animal. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thanks for this will be fun. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, brother. Seamus is here. Uh, I'm a cartoonist. So, uh, <laughs> I've seen your work. Is, uh, I've seen your work. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I make have to follow. I, I'm cool a cartoonist. Is that in comparison, uh, isn't to... that really cool? You guys, I make cartoons. Uh, uh, so, you, you once drew a picture of a helicopter. I once drew a picture of a helicopter. That's actually true. It looked real. It looked very real. So no big deal. You know. It'd be great. Uh, but I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We release a cartoon at least once a week, usually twice a week. Next week, we're going to be releasing three cartoons. So you'll go over there, check it out. We also release at least one cartoon a week behind our paywall at freedomtunes.com if you want to become a member and support what we do. Cool. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for timcast.com. I'm happy to be here. And I am Surge.com. I'm ready to start when you guys are. Let's just jump into the obvious big news over the past day. We've got this from TimCast.com. Trump roasts DeSantis 2024 presidential campaign announcement. Quote, wow, the DeSantis Twitter launch is a disaster, <laughs> Trump said. And uh, we've got a bunch of memes that all of these Trump supporters are posting. Team Trump posted. Uh, this is probably one of the this may be one of the worst ones. Ron with the exclamation point like Jeb. And uh, what is what is this falling over? Is that is that a rocket falling over? Is that what is that supposed to be? It's, it's like a it. failure to launch. It's supposed to be a rocket that shoots up. And it's oh, I see. I see. Uh, it's yeah. from uh, when Elon Elon's rocket didn't like take off. Probably. Oh. That, that's what I thought. It looked like yeah. one of their. On yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a deep meme. I it's love it. <laughs> I know. It's like a couple layers there. Cold blooded. Yeah. <laughs> it's a jab reference. It's taking down Elon. <laughs> <laughs> so this morning I was talking about this, too, because, you know, it, the, the, the announcement comes yesterday at 6 p.m. We've now had a full 24 hours plus of media reactions. The media is going nuts. I don't really care. Like, I don't like their opinions to begin with. But you've got the left and the right basically pointing at DeSantis being like, yo, that was really, really bad. Yeah. And there are these DeSantis. I don't know. I don't know. What you, is there what's a word for someone who's like a diehard for DeSantis? Whatever, DeSantis. There's no such thing that doesn't exist. Maybe, maybe a DeSantis? No, a, I'm inventing it. It's a DeSantis. A DeSantis? Yeah, they're Stans. Oh, DeSantis. DeSantis. Yeah. DeSantis. Well, they, they, yeah. they are, and they're, and they're on DeSantis. Twitter, and they're they're posting this stuff, and it's just like, look, man, that that Ron with the exclamation point really does sum it up a lot, and you were saying this before the show, yeah. that he could jeb out. Yes, and that's actually my call. I think he's getting ready to flame out like we just saw yesterday. Jeb out. He's going, he's going to jeb out. Yeah. You know, real quick, and this is this is something that's kind of near and dear to my heart that's really important to me, and that's, and that's loyalty. So President Trump has endorsed me the last two cycles. And so when he came out and announced back in November, I was literally, he finished like the last syllable, we endorsed him immediately. Because it's really important to me. He helped get me here. Ron DeSantis would not be the governor of Florida if not for Donald Trump. And so what I'm seeing here is a level of disloyalty I think he's going to pay for ultimately. And that's just not how you treat someone that got you this far. He's 44 years old. He's the governor of the free state of Florida. And by the way, from what I could tell, he's done a pretty good job at it. Yeah. Just be loyal to the person that got you here in the first place. And then you could be the heir apparent for the future. But my fear is that he is being talked into doing this by a lot of other people that are going to make a lot of money. And based on what we saw yesterday, we were kind of talking about it before the show, how he looks like a hostage patient right now. He looks like he's being held hostage to do this. And I think there are a lot of people in Florida that, that simply want him to stay in Florida and be the governor and do the job that they elected him to do. Yeah, this is something that brought up uh, was brought up as we're setting everything up. Well, he's not going to win Florida. For no. two for two reasons. No. People love Trump and a lot of people in Florida who vote for DeSantis probably would choose to vote for Trump. But also the people who really love DeSantis are going to be like, no, let's keep him here. 
That's exactly right. You said this before the show. They're going to have their cake and eat it too. They're going to get Trump as the president and DeSantis as their governor. Who would? Who would? I would love to have that. And you brought that point up, and I've never, I've never, I actually never heard that before. That's absolutely spot on. Because yeah. I was always looking at it from like a head-to-head standpoint. But if I were literally a citizen that was living in the free state of Florida, and based on the last few years, being in basically Florida and Texas, where I'm from, I call those the last two free states <laughs> of our union. And and the idea of the job that he has done as governor, you mean to tell me? Then I get to have President Trump on top of this ticket and I get to keep DeSantis as my governor. Why in God's name would I not want that? I have I have never heard that point. It's a very salient point, too, as well, because it's very simple. I of know you choose that. But we've had tons of people comment on this show. People have called in saying we don't want our governor to leave. That, that's yes. Funny. Yeah. So, like, sorry, look, it's, he's going to get termed out, but he's got some time left. Plenty you know? of time. Right. Plenty of time left. No one here mm-hmm. is saying, oh, DeSantis is some horrible swamp monster. We hate him. We hope no. Trump destroys him. It's the opposite. I want DeSantis to be successful. I don't think the best possible move for him right now is to leave Florida. I could totally be wrong about that. I'm not making predictions here. But what I am saying is this genuinely comes from a place of saying, all right, there are so few good political leaders in America today that when there is one doing a really good job in Florida and he's got a long career ahead of him, maybe it's not the right time for him to run for president. He would also be, I think, what, the second youngest president or would, hmm. he, would, would that make him the youngest? That 44? Second after, after JFK. How old is JFK? I'll look. Was he 42? No, I'll look. No, you won't. <laughs> Let's get that real-time fact check on here. How old was JFK when he got elected? My, confu- my computer froze, so Hannah might actually beat me. That's not my name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hannah he Claire. was uh, 43 when elected. Oh, yeah. wow, 43. I'd be the second youngest president. Oh, my computer. He's got time. Right. But, you know, uh, I was talking about this this morning. Dude, if, if you're going to sit here and lie to defend DeSantis over his lack of charisma, you'll lose. And if you're going to come out and try and try and defend that he has no charisma with, but his policies are great. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of that Futurama bit where the Amazonian women introduce the men <laughs> to their WNBA and they're like, no can dunk, but good fundamentals. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude, the, the, the being the loud, strong voice is dunking. Mm-hmm. You can be, you can be an all, uh, 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 let's just, let's just equate to basketball. There are tons of really, really great basketball, football yeah. players. Yeah. You'll never remember their names. Mm-hmm. They're really well-rounded. They, 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 they have really great Such stats. A good point. And then there's those, those star players that you just know are commanding the massive yeah. salaries. Well, and this is also an important point for people to consider and something that is really lost on people. And this is some, it's a mistake I made, by the way, when uh, I was looking at the 2016 election. There were politicians whose policies I liked more than Trump. And so I was saying those people should have gotten the nomination at the time. Now, obviously, Trump grew on me over the years, and I really like him now. But at the time, my thoughts were, well, this political leader has better policies. But the reality is a politician is not just a set of policies. Mm-hmm. They're a presence. They're a person. They're a leader. They have to be capable of doing certain things. And one of the things that whoever gets selected by the Republicans to be the nominee has to be able to do is be charismatic enough to win a general election. Now, many people have responded to this by arguing that Joe Biden isn't charismatic. Okay, Joe Biden doesn't have good policies either. What Joe Biden had was a massive leg up. He had massive institutional support that no Republican nominee is going to get. So saying Biden, one of the worst candidates of all time, won, so we don't have to be very selective about the level of charisma our candidates have, is not an argument. Because guess what? Whoever ends up winning 
in 2024, if it's a Republican, Time Magazine isn't going to come out several months from now with an article about how every major institution in the country coalesced to get him elected. When the Democrat nominee is chosen, be it Biden, Time Magazine is going to show a smiling Biden with a light blue background shaking hands. Yeah. And no matter which Republican it is, they're going to superimpose their face on Hitler's body. I think charisma does make a difference. I mean, I said this before the show, but uh, every politician, I'm sure you can speak to this, mm -hmm. surround themselves with people who are able to come up with strong policy. It's part of having a always. strong staff. Uh, so they're not always the person who has a the front of the room. They're not always the person who makes speeches. Chris makes a huge difference. Uh, Ron DeSantis's team just released that they fundraised $8.4 million since his announcement, mm -hmm. since his official launch yesterday. In uh, 2019, Trump raised $24.8 million in the 24 hours after he launched his reelection campaign. Wow. There is such a, a serious... Um, weight to charisma to leadership to persona and the numbers alone tell us that DeSantis is not it I mean again I think he's talented I'm happy for him to have a long career I think we should have a strong deep uh bench of politicians who are really willing to lead the country in the right direction mm -hmm. but you cannot deny that Donald Trump has something Ron DeSantis does not. You say real quick, the fundraising for Trump numbers, was that, you said 20... 2019? 2019. When he announced his re-election campaign, $24.8 million unless... Can we look up uh, 2015? Yeah. To see what he raised? I'd be curious. Because you, you, you had a really wide field then. Yeah. I think at what, 17 candidates or whatever. Now right. you've got three or four. So that, 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 that I've actually announced, yeah. Right, right, right. So I'd, I'd be interested to see. It's hard to do a, a one for, you can't really do a one for one comparison because the, the total different it's numbers. Different. I'd be willing to bet the reason I ask though is that in 2015, Trump probably raised a lot of money relative to what, you know, to the field. Yeah. But then again, I mean, everyone thought Cruz was going to win very early on, this right? It, it, it bounced around. A lot of people are pointing out that uh, at this time in Trump's uh, uh, first campaign, his, his polling was way, 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 way down. Yeah. So we will see. But guys, look, I pulled up Barack Obama's announcement from 2000, I think 2007. It was, it was, it was fire. Yeah. It was, it was passion. He's got this massive crowd of people. He does this slow buildup. And that's why I, Barack Obama, am announcing my candidacy and rising the, raising the voice and everyone. Ah. Yeah. Ron DeSantis went, well, I'm running for president to uh, lead the great American comeback. And uh, I'm like, okay. Well, this is another important thing to consider, which is that presidential campaign spending has been one of the number one predictors of who gets elected for decades. And Trump actually broke that mold. Broke the, mold. The, kit, the Clinton campaign outspent Trump about two to one. And Jeb too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, interesting. In the primaries. Jeb raised way more than he did initially. Absolutely. That, I, I, that makes perfect sense to me though, right? Because no matter how much money people throw at you, even if, you know, I shouldn't say no matter how much money people throw at you, because we know that if you do have massive capital behind you and all of corporate America's got your back, yeah, you're going to have a higher chance of success. No doubt. But the fact that Trump was able to overcome those odds is really, really incredible. I mean, and I would just encourage everyone to, to uh, just quickly look up the charts of campaign spending since the 1960s. You'll You'll find that basically every single election, the person who outspent won, with the exception of Trump versus Clinton. I, I want to I want to say I want to tell you a quick story about about charisma and what charisma really means. So, uh, a couple of months ago, President Trump came down to Waco, Texas, and did a rally, and I got to speak at the rally. And when Trump showed up to the rally, it was at an airfield. So there were thousands of people waiting in line four or five hours in a day to go to this rally. And do you know how President Trump showed up? In his plane, he does a low pass over the crowd. And did you know the music he starts playing at the rally? 
Danger Zone. <laughs> but hold on, hold on. Let, let me, let me an, finish. He is an 80s man. Let, let me finish. 100%. Lands the plane and then taxis around behind the stage where there is a red carpet waiting where he gets off the plane, walks on the red carpet onto the stage. Yep. And it's like, I'm here. Yeah. That's the difference between what we saw yesterday and uh, what you will see at a Trump rally. It's like comparing apples to orangutans. It's not even <laughs> close. There, there is a video that Trump put out that shows a flyover with jets. The DeSant uh, a pack for DeSantis superimposed jets with fake jet noises flying over DeSantis. <laughs> it's not helping, guys. Like I know that it wasn't the DeSantis campaign that did that. Yeah. Someone did, and I'm just like, Trump's got the real flyover. Mm -hmm. He was president. Like. You got to know where you can and can't win in, in, in the PR space. But That's correct. No question. I've seen that. The plane pulling up. I think I was in Leesburg. I can't remember. The, 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 the jumbo jet pulling in slowly. Sure. Trump walks Trump right out. One. Walks right up to the stage. And there he is. Yeah. Afterwards, he walks down to the barricade, starts shaking hands with everybody. Yes. He is, he is an 80s man, and he is, he is a charismatic leader. Well, and I just want to throw this out there again. You can be a massive DeSantis fan and still refuse to pretend that the emperor is wearing clothes when he isn't. There's a lot of things to like about DeSantis. It's okay to say that he can work on solving the problem of his lack of charisma. Yeah. We, we, we mentioned this a moment ago. If they did not give him proper media training, then he's in trouble. He's done. Mm -hmm. If they did, and that was the best they could do, He's done. He's done. So also, I will say this too. Ron DeSantis peaked in November. Mm. Why? It's like been, at a specific moment in November? It's been down after the election in November, after the midterm election where we didn't perform as well. Mm -hmm. That's exactly where DeSantis peaked. And he ended up winning Florida by how much? Like 20, mm -hmm. 23 points. And he even yeah. won in Miami, won by this huge margin. Yeah, yeah. And, and even it. back in November, he was still behind the president. And mm -hmm. if you look at the polling, if you look at uh, the, the attraction ever since, it's just been a precipitous fall off we, 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 ever we since November. Right and he's not getting better. It's we have only this, uh, getting worse. Man. We have this story from the post-millennial. DeSantis loses 10 points. Trump gains 13 in latest CNN SSRS presidential poll. That's correct. Not that I'm a big fan of CNN polling, you know, but it's, just, it's, a, it's a data point. They say a new poll conducted by CNN just days before DeSantis announced that he would be formally announcing. They, you know, we can see that his numbers are dropping. According to the poll, 53% uh, of Republicans uh, voters say they would consider themselves as currently supporting Trump, while DeSantis garnered only 26%. Compared to the previous data set collected between March 8th to, through the 12th, DeSantis lost 10 points yes. while Trump gained 13. Yeah. The, I'm, the, I, I am telling you, when a lot of things that Trump has been doing have been boosting him in the polls, and me personally, I, I'm like, I like what he's doing. Going to Ohio. Yes. East Palestine, that was absolutely fantastic. Doing the McDonald's bit, like, I know the menu better but than you guys. And then buying everybody at McDonald's. And, and the funny thing is, you want to win the presidency, you need good policies, yeah. but you are not selling someone. Look, let's put it this way. If you are selling a refrigerator to somebody and you knock on their door and say, my refrigerator has got 200 watts of pure power yeah. with my refrigerator. If someone else walks up and says, you want the best refrigerator you've ever seen in your life? Boom, there it is. Look at that thing. Shiny and beautiful. The pizzazz, <laughs> the bang. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you need real policies. Yes. But Trump is the, the he's the crazy guy. He's the loud, he's, he's the, he, the loud man, the salesman, and DeSantis is the numbers guy. It's just well, and this is important, right? Because what people are going to say is what's important is the quality of the refrigerator. Guys, we're all trying to sell the same refrigerator. The question is, who's the better salesman? Yeah. No, That's I got to be honest. And, and I, I, Trump's, Trump's refrigerator might be a little bit worse. Maybe. 
I mean, we we, we saw uh, uh, Swamp Monsters. We saw John mm, Bolton. He made he's mistakes. made some bad picks. Look, I'm not saying Trump is perfect. I guess my main point with all of this is when I see a poll that says DeSantis is falling. I don't regard this with joy. This doesn't make me happy. It's not like when Trump was crushing Jeb Bush or these other politicians who I really dislike. It, it It's not enjoyable for me because I do like DeSantis. I don't think this rivalry is good for the Republican Party. I think it's bad for the conservative movement. But I'd be, I, look, I'd be lying if I sat here and said DeSantis is just as charismatic in Trump and, and just as capable of exciting people because it's not true. Let's do the analogy this way. You've got roommates or family members, mm -hmm. and we've all got to agree on which refrigerator we're going to get. Yeah. And you got Ron DeSantis, Trump, and Joe Biden. Joe Biden's refrigerator <laughs> is like from the 60s. Yeah. It's broken completely. <laughs> and he can't even tell you what's going on. Come on, man. He's just like, I, I got Harry. When like, you have questions, yes. he directs you to Kamala Harris. It's just yeah, and a you're nightmare. like, I don't know what this is. And then Ron is giving you this very, very straightforward, quiet, low pitch. And then Trump is giving you this loud, boisterous, we're going to have the best refrigerator, mark my words. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. screaming. I want that one. Yeah, well, but hold on. And th there's an important point here, which is someone could hear that analogy and still think, I would choose the better fridge and not the better salesman. You okay, would. that's true. You would. But this isn't a question of us picking a fridge for our house. This it's is a, a question of us picking a refrigerator salesman to sell the fridge right. to the entire country. Co collectively, by the exactly. way. Exactly. What are people going to buy? Like, what are people going to buy? And I think part of the criticism of Trump is always, oh, he's not dignified. He's not presidential enough. But I think that's why people relate to him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't fit a mold. He's exciting. He's funny. He's relatable. In the same way that JFK was sort of this young like breath of fresh air to his era and he drew so many people i think people are drawn to trump because he represents strength and not having to conform with the kind of stodgy republican party of the past i think yeah. people like that uh change of pace knowing that they can send him to talk to vladimir putin you can mm -hmm. send him out into the world he will make you know he's not 100 percent perfect all the time right. but he does come through on a lot of his promises I'll, and that's what people want i'll tell you the most important point Ron DeSantis' accomplishments are bolstered by a Republican legislature that sends him the bills that he can sign. Mm -hmm. And if he goes to the presidency, unless the Republicans win every branch, he won't have that. Mm -hmm. What we need and what I think we need to be able to rely on is not policy, but executive action, firing bureaucrats, Agreed. getting rid of the deep state. Yeah. Criminal, on day one. On day one, on day one by the way. Immediately. I, I feel confident that my best path towards that is Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis can come out and say policy, 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 and I'll say, how are you going to get any of those policies done with Democrats That's right. obstructing? Unless, of course, in 2024, Republicans win both houses, both uh, chambers. Which we, which we have a shot at. Absolutely. If that's the case, well, so go, go, then policy matters. But if we're talking about the best path forward, it's going to be, we hedge our bets. We want the best case scenario, and that is, Trump may not have the best policies because Ron DeSantis really does have a great list of, of policies. But Trump's that's pretty also, good, though. He's pretty good. He's good. And, going and foreign into policy it, is the best. He's the best we've ever seen. Right. But Ron DeSantis, his policies are actually the Florida state legislature. Mm -hmm. It's not just him. So we don't know what we're going to get with the, with the president DeSantis. It's so my, my point is, you want policies? Vote for Congress. Vote Republicans into Congress and the Senate. Make sure they win there. And then Trump signs whatever they give him. Right. The, the, it's, we're talking about the, the presidency, the executive action. We're not talking about the legislature. So, but it's not just any executive action. It's executive action for the first time. We are literally electing a lame duck president on day one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so he is 
completely unencumbered by anything. He is free mm-hmm. yeah. to do literally whatever he wants on day one. Yeah. And the next two and a half years, it's all his show because he can't get reelected. That's exactly what we want. Yeah. We don't want anybody married to the past. We don't want anybody married to any of the three-letter agencies. It was sort of what he yeah. struggled with in his first term, yep. which is that how do I- How do I do both? How do I get my second term? And he now doesn't, doesn't have matter. to do both. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly what the country wants, it's exactly Trump what unleashed. the country needs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then whoever his vice president is, wherever that person that he picks is going to be, that's going to be a very important person to move on to take his policies for the future to get Republicans reelected then. Mm-hmm. But I cannot imagine a world that we don't want him walking in on day one and signing 167 executive executive orders overturning the disaster that Biden has been for the, for the previous four years. Yeah. That's exactly what the country wants right now. And that's why he's doing so well. On the polling. And you were saying that he can't pick uh, DeSantis to be his vice president. I know a lot of people have, have floated a Trump-DeSantis ticket, but, but well, they're both from Florida. For multiple reasons. They're both from Florida for multiple reasons. He's running. I mean, this, is a, this yeah. is a loyalty issue. I mean, President Trump is, a, is big on loyalty. Uh, and this, this level of disloyalty really takes him out of that competition. And also both being from Florida, and we need every single electoral college vote going into 2024 as possible. So, uh, so who do you think he's going to pick? Who would Trump I pick to be his VP? do not tell President Donald John Trump would do. <laughs> but if you, if you nobody could make a suggestion, tells him, nobody tells him what to do. But if you could make a suggestion, who would be your pick for VP? I actually today I had a few ideas a few months ago, and today I actually have no idea. Mm-hmm. The issue that we have to take we have to take into account too is. You are absolutely right. We were talking earlier about the general election and we're talking about suburban women and how we're going to lose a lot of them kind of of no matter what for a sundry of different reasons. What I like looking at and focusing on is the growth that we have seen in the black community, specifically black men. I put a clip up a couple of days ago about Ice Cube and I'm talking Ice Cube like, like Mr. NWA, like Cube literally railing on the Democrat party and saying that Democrats have been in charge for the past 40 years and they have done absolutely nothing for the black community in the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. And then I saw some other polling that had Joe Biden down 40 points amongst black men. Wow. I want to point to 2020, a couple of years ago, President Trump got the highest vote, the highest percentage of votes for black men in modern history for a Republican at 18.7%. If he is able to ascertain 25% or more, those suburban white women that we may not pick up will be will be supplemented by black men that do and will vote for President Trump moving forward. And when I see Cube leaving, I'm like, this is getting very interesting. Yeah. Well, and and um, obviously, if black men are choosing Trump, these li- these liberal women. They're racist. Oh! Unless, unless they do. Unless they do. They, need, they need to listen to uh, the voice of the marginalized voice communities. Voices of people. to listen to people of color. Their lived experience. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's to tell us what to do and yeah. how to think. Yeah, yeah. Are <laughs> you hinting that uh, Tim Scott from South Carolina is the best choice for VP? <laughs> yeah, I think he would have a, yeah, I think he has a fair shot. Okay. Uh, I think, again, anybody that's not from Florida, we'll, we'll have to see kind of who shakes out. But literally, I'm not going to even begin. You don't even want to guess. I can't. I can't. I literally can't guess. Uh, I, I think that's going to be solely up to President Trump, and I think he's going to pick a great person. He'll pick the right person. Um, and I, again, a few months ago, I absolutely would have guessed. But then now you're seeing people running against him, and I don't know how he is going to handle that in the long run. Yeah, it'll be but interesting. Again, that's why I always live with two, like, you don't tell him what to do. I mean, <laughs> let's, let's just be honest. I like Tim Scott. 
He's a good guy. Yeah, and and you, I think you, we we made, we talked about so much before the show, but one of the points was it won't be DeSantis yeah. because he wants an advantage in another state. So mm. right. mm -hmm. any other any other person, and, and Christy Scott's um, announcement video had much more power. I mean, you're saying that yeah. DeSantis came off confused and sort of timid mm. and tired. That's that's not the case with what what Tim Scott. It was not out the right case. Well, I'd also like to ask something um, just pertaining to what you said a moment ago. Did you say that Trump got the a historic percentage of the black vote in 2016 or 2020? That was it was 2020. If I'm not mistaken. 2020. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And was yeah, that? This I'm last curious, was, was, that up, was that up from 2016? Yes, it was from 2016, okay. and I'm also, I'm talking specifically about black men. Black men. 18.7% of black men, and I wow. found that to be such a fascinating stat, mm -hmm. because that's literally how we make up the difference. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced of that at this point. I think uh, Wall Street Journal ran a story saying that if the Democrats dip below 80% of the black vote, they can't it's, win. It's it's actually mathematically impossible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it's math Because that's their base. Yeah. Literally, that's their base. But even just 21% Republicans just win. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And and that's why if you look at what happened uh, Whoa, wait, with hold, Biden. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I just read a piece of information that shocked me. You said if it goes below 80%, the yeah, Democrats yeah. can't win because 80% of black men supported Joe Biden, which was down from Hillary at 82%. You got so it, it looks right. like they're, but that's you're, just you're probably right. They are it's, really approaching that. It's, it's trending. Yeah. And, and yeah. by the way, he's doing abysmally. Joe Biden right now is doing abysmally bad mm -hmm. amongst black mm -hmm. men today. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, it's, I it's, 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 a, it's, it's a bunch of reasons why. I mean, it's, yeah. it's always inflation. It's always the economy. When I'm in a barbershop, man, it's it's absolutely hilarious to, to listen to people that were before like, I can't stand Trump, I can't stand Trump. And now they're like, actually, Trump, <laughs> I kind of I kind of really wish He's I had that back. kind of saying some interesting stuff now. It, it, it's really interesting. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a change. Imagine you have to raise the price of every hair that you, every head that you cut, and then... That eats into your gas money. Gas gas money is up. Inflation is up, and then less fewer people come get their haircut because it's more expensive. And now they're looking around. They're like, "Just get me back to the way it was when President Trump was here." Yeah. Well, it's also wild to see how quickly this dropped. The figures I'm having here showed that black people, black men, voted for Obama at a rate of about ninety five percent. By the time it was on to Hillary Clinton, it was eighty two percent. I gotta say the fact that. Firstly, the fact that fewer black men voted for Biden than Hillary? You're dealing with Like, what, what appeal? I can sort of understand, like, Biden was with the Obama campaign, so there's an identity politics angle there, and black people do tend to vote Democrat, for sure. Overwhelmingly, but, but for Hillary, the past 60 years. Like, who, who genuinely feels that Hillary Clinton cares about the black community? It's shocking me that anyone in America does. Well, because she doesn't, and quite frankly, neither does Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. But at the time, a vote for Hillary was a vote against Trump. And I, I, yeah, I get that. It's it's still it's still shocking me that 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 many black at the men time before they knew Clinton. better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. also shocking to me that like Joe Biden got even less of the black male vote than Hillary did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think they're there, scared. I mean, you could probably speak to this, but there is a disenfranchisement from a lot of different groups, but with black men with the Democratic Party because it has failed them on so many levels. Exactly, yeah. mm -hmm. exactly. And it's always the economy. And I was talking to, this is really funny, actually, I was talking to a buddy of mine, he's from Atlanta, and he is absolutely gonna vote for President Trump here in 2024. And he said, it'll, it'll be the first time I vote Republican but I voted for Trump. He started a company, he's doing well. He just started making money. He was the first person to go to college in his family. Mm -hmm. He's beginning to make some generational wealth. And he told me, he goes, bruh, I just got this money. <laughs> And you want to tax that 50%, yeah. and I'm just now getting, he goes, he goes, you lost me at, I'm going to raise ta. I'm going to raise ta. <laughs> I'm out. 
I'm out. And so you're looking at kind of this next generation of people that are like, yeah, this just isn't working out for me like it like it had been in the past or like I was told it was supposed to work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, this is why you don't ever give your allegiance as a body to any one thing or to any one group ever. When I talk to a lot of my black friends as well, they don't care about Republican or Democrat. They don't they don't care anymore. Is this is actually like not even a thing. Yeah. What they want is government to work for them and their best interest. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to feel like they're just being overlooked and thrown to the side. And the rising tide raises all boats and they mm-hmm. want to be treated just like everybody else and to be better off before, but better off now than they were before. I well, I just can't understand this. You know, being from Chicago, having a hundred years of Democrat rule. <laughs> right. And problem after problem after problem, nothing ever getting solved. I have to wonder if what's actually happening is that people who get who, people who grow up in Chicago eventually just give up on the political system or leave. And then the young people who are there are like, it'll change when I'm old enough and I can vote. And it doesn't. They keep voting for the same policies, the same people. I'm wondering at what point in the United States does the black community say, hey, ma- wait, wait a minute. The Democrats actually haven't done anything for us. Yeah. So. They've also gotten away with painting the Republican Party as being racist. Yeah. And then someone like me comes around, decides to run for Congress. So let's talk about my district back in Houston, Texas. I live in a district that President Trump would have won by 23 points. I ended up winning by 30 points. In the Republican primary, I beat out nine white guys. In the general election, I beat out a white guy by 30 points. Trump plus 20 district. Outperform the president. I like to say that every now and again <laughs> by a little bit. Uh, and it's a white majority district. Mm-hmm. In a Republican primary, 75% of the voters were white. And they voted for me overwhelmingly. And why? Because I was the best candidate. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's literally what our party is. I get to wake up every day and live Martin Luther King's dream. I'm literally being judged by the content of my character, not by the color of my skin. So people like me come around and we look around. And I'm just like, actually, I'm just here. Because I just want a better America. I don't even view myself as black or African-American first. First of all, I'm I'm an American. I'm a combat veteran. I am a father. I am a West Point graduate. I'm an Ivy League graduate. And we can go all the way down the line before I get the black guy. I'm a cool guy. I I try try to be, right? I try to be. I'm a father. I'm all these things. And I like the idea of our party not playing identity politics anymore. And then realizing that you see people like me, you see people like Byron Donald, you see people like Senator Scott. We are all winning in white majority areas, by the Mm -hmm. way, people. So you can't call us racist anymore. Obama won twice. And they still try and play this. A white supremacist country that had a black president. Twice. Weird. Two times. Yep. Twice. No other country in the entire world would elect a minority to be the head of their country twice by, wait, wait, by beating a Vietnam war hero. Mm. Yeah. And the Clintons mm. and Mitt Romney, who's like the lilliest, like whitest dude ever. <laughs> he is yeah. the head of the Mormon church. He's the head of, he gets, <laughs> gets no wider than that. You know what I mean? Do you get pushback well, for being uh, a Republican? All the time. All the time? Yeah. What do you say? Or but, like your kids ever, I guess they're pretty young. But, they're, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. It fuels that you like the conflict. Oh, I love it because I'm antithetical to the to the person that I'm supposed to be. Yeah. They look at somebody like me. They automatically assume that I'm a Democrat and they don't ask any questions about my background or anything (laughs) like that. And then if you actually heard my background, you knew where I came from. You come from military family, grew up in the church. You find out very quickly. 
why would this guy be a Democrat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Except they're stereotyping this, you this, by the color by the of your yes. So, yeah. but this is and a Democrats very, do that, not, not Republicans. Republicans. This is a very real thing, right? So, I lived in I live in Georgia. I've lived in Georgia about the past eight years now. the The area that I'm in has a high black population, and this could just be because most of the friends I make are through my social circle at church. But they're not socially liberal people by any means. And if you look at the polling data, especially on gay and trans issues, no. black people are far more conservative than white people. The black community oftentimes has allowed the benevolent white liberal to convince them that they have more in common than they think, when in actuality, they have nothing in common. Now, what they will tell the black community is black lives matter and, and, we're, and we're here for you and we're here to give, give people handouts and give you stuff. That's what they say all the mm-hmm. time. But by Black Lives Matter, the only thing they, they do is change their Facebook profile picture to black. <laughs> a black square. They yeah, don't do right. anything. They've never done anything for black people. They don't even have black friends. Would you think that some of their policies have hurt black people? <laughs> that's why they get so mad when a white person goes, I have black friends. The reason they get mad at that isn't they, because that's not an exactly, argument against racism. It's because right. it's not true for them. None of them they know don't. any black people. They actually don't. 94-95 crime bill, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm disproportionately put black people, black men specifically, in prison for cocaine versus crack. Why? Because cocaine was the more affluent white drug. Crack was not. Ask Hunter. And you at... (laughs) 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 You know, I said this in a hearing. Oh my gosh, that's brutal. Shout out to Notorious Big. He he famously said when talking about the only ways to get out the hood, he goes, either you're slanging crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. Hunter Biden has no jump shot. (laughs) But he'd be slanging crack rock, if you know Ooh, what I mean. Oh, man. And, 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 so Hunter, and so Joe Biden is responsible for that legislation that disproportionately locked up black people. And yet he is now the president for the, for, for the group of people that black people overwhelmingly vote for. That's a joke to me. Mm-hmm. And let me I'll, I'll, I'll phrase something very somewhat unfairly. But are you helping a child when the child screams that they want more ice cream? Are you helping them by giving them ice cream or are you helping them by having them go out, exercise, yeah. do some push-ups with you? Look, kids are going to be like, I don't want to eat my vegetables. That's right. And you say you got to eat your vegetables because we it's know good for you. it's good for you. And I feel like what ends up happening often with the Republicans versus the Democrats is the Democrats will offer you the ice cream with extra fudge and the Republicans will offer Reparations. you. Exactly. But they never actually do it. But they can't they, do they it. They dangle it. Right. And the Republicans say something like, we are going to give you the ability to work hard so you can fulfill your dreams. And then all of these voters, I'm not singling out any race. I mean, all of the people who vote Democrat are just like, I don't want to work. I'm, we're, we're seeing polls now. Gen Z doesn't want to work. They, crazy. It, it's Well, I'm not surprised, but I don't understand what else you do with your life. Yeah, yes. I, I want to make one point. You said that what Republicans say, you know, the Democrats say we're going to give you free stuff. And the Republicans say we're going to give you good policy so you can work hard and live out your dreams. It tends to be more like the Democrats going, we're going to give you free stuff. And the Republicans going, we're going to pass good policy. <laughs> that's the argument, that's yeah. the argument yeah. you were just making. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's Horrible like what we're salesman. saying is all like what we're saying is already more boring in a sense, even but, though yeah. it's more reasonable. But and then we say it in a boring way to, on top to, of it. To be fair, they do also have people like Nancy Pelosi. That's right. And so when she's going to give you a free shot. And, and Chuck Schumer. And Schumer, yeah, right? Yeah, and not. they're they're not very you know charismatic mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But neither is Mitch McConnell. But yeah, no, what, what I tend to see is it's like mom versus dad. It's dad being like, look, you got to mow the lawn. Life's not fair. Yes. But it builds character, makes you stronger, makes you more capable. And then the Democrats and the mom being like, I'll sneak you an ice cream. That's it. Yep. 
That's it. But and, well, to be fair, the mom never shows up with the ice cream. No, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> she just made, she just says it. So and you like and her. that's exactly you know it kind of kind of back to the argument. They know that they are hemorrhaging black male voters, and so now what's the, what's the, what's the push now? More free stuff. Mm-hmm. Let, let's see if we can let's see if no, we can sway them to our side by giving them free stuff. And now I think we're getting to the point to where we're not falling for it anymore. Like like I don't I don't believe you. You're exactly right. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna promise us ice cream, and then you're not gonna deliver it. The reparations thing comes around every every four it, years. Every four years. Well, yeah. this is like this is what they're doing while they're panicking. Oh, the kid take off. This? This is, that's the the level of pandering that we're <laughs> when, It's like Pelosi had the oh, scarf oh. on when Pelosi and all the Democrats <laughs> were kneeling and they had those like African so scarves on. It was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> okay, come on. So ridiculous. Come on now. I think that Democrats are running out of free stuff to offer that outweigh the the cons, right? Yeah. Like their voters can see that there's there is nothing in these promises. Even if you get a mo- a small amount of money or some kind of benefit, ultimately your community is still hurting. And this yeah. is true for a lot of people across the U.S. That's correct. Uh, I mean, the example we always get is uh, the effect social welfare has had on the black family, which has been 100%. terrible. It's mm-hmm. been awful. It's been horrible. All Democrat well, policies, by the way. But yeah. Because they hate the family. It's not just the black family. They hate all families. They want exactly. you to be dependent on the government. So, so well, I'm here right now. My family, I talked to my family. We all go to West Point. We all served our country. Why is that? I had two parents. My parents did not play games. Mm-hmm. My parents made sure that we went to church. They cared about where we went to school. And by the way, this isn't like about black or white people. This is about like, you show me any individual that grew up in the house like I grew up in, regardless of, of the no, color of their it's skin. it's a functioning nuclear family. Bingo. Yes. And, well, yeah. and this is huge, right? Because... They, they want to tear that down, by the way. They, well, want, they, want, they want to destroy that. Of course. Oh, they've wanted to, I mean, from the get-go, right? Because on some level, their values are satanic. They hate the family. They hate anything that requires love uh, or any level of goodness. I don't think they conceive of it that way logically, but family bothers them. And when you look at the data, the white family is unfortunately very much catching up to those rates of illegitimacy. Uh, the, the rates are increasing everywhere now with out-of-wedlock births Sadly. and fatherless homes. And one thing not a lot of people consider is that with the black family, falling apart and then the white family following this is often linked to social welfare policies and that played a role but the brookings institute released a pretty interesting analysis where they were attributing it to abortion and roe v wade and the removal of the social expectation that pregnancy meant you were going to have a child Mm -hmm. and that the man should be there to take care of the child interesting that's correct yeah i mean also more democratic policies right but also another like unfathomably evil democratic policy like yes let's kill babies mm-hmm. then so, Seamus just goes yeah so so, so and, and then there's again the disproportionate impact that it has on a black community mm-hmm. one in three abortions are at the hands of a black woman mm-hmm. one in three and yet we are 13 percent of the population mm-hmm. now look i don't care if you're pro-life or pro-choice you cannot be satisfied with a disproportionate amount of a group of people not existing on this earth because we have a culture that allows that to happen. That's a problem. And it, Democrats won't talk about that. Wasn't in New York a, City, a, a black baby's more likely to be aborted yes, than yes, born. Yes, there, there are more, in New York City, there are more yeah. aborted black babies than born. And Margaret now, now, Sanger was clear about why she was starting Planned Parenthood, by the way. Mm-hmm. Very crystal clear. Crystal, is like, yeah. crystal clear. We just yeah. ignore it. Did you ever see the, the commercial that Lena Dunham was in? And she's like, yeah, there's some sketchy history, but we just ignore <laughs> it. So sketchy. It's like, <laughs> what? It's like saying like Nazi Germany had some sketchy stuff going on. Like she was an open eugenicist. She was an open eugenicist who wanted to eliminate what she saw as lesser races. Yes, and Shame that was black she's people. She's letting me yes. live my single child-free uh-huh. life. 
Uh-huh. She obviously the, the, cares about Back me. to your point, too, about how you say things and how you make arguments as well and why the Democrats are very good at this. Yeah. So we overturned Roe v. Wade. The only thing that happened overturning Roe v. Wade in the Dobbs case was that we returned the issue back to the individual states. Mm-hmm. We live in a constitutional republic. That's how this whole thing works. All we did. That's all we did. We didn't ban anything. What, what they, the Democrats do? No, no, that's, that, that's a mouthful. Republicans, we live in a constitutional republic, and the only thing that we did was return the rights back to which is true. What did they say? Women's rights. Mm-hmm. You hate women. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. you see what uh, they Gavin, ran on that, and they won on that. And, and Republicans didn't crazy. Go, like, that's, well, not, that's not true. I think it's yeah. crazy that uh, I don't want you to have to murder your child is hating women. <laughs> well, also, in Republicans retreated right because they just assumed people weren't going to be willing to side with them on the pro-life message. Mm-hmm. So instead of hitting the messaging as hard as they possibly could to be persuasive, we they tried it. to hide from the fact that yeah, Roe was overturned. It. It's like you guys just did the one effective thing I've seen Republicans do in twenty <laughs> years, yeah. and you're not going to bring well, that up when you're running for office like they're we scared. have had a massive victory and you're not going to talk about that because you're scared some people won't like it that was scared. a massive yeah. blunder in my well eyes. i thought it was where donald trump struggled a little bit in the town hall with cnn yeah. because they were trying to push him would you uh, you know federally ban abortion or whatever he should have just said it's a state's issue we you, saw that no hit, sh- like just hit that point over and over again it's a state's rights issue well what he should have issue. said was based yes i will but you know what i mean they Instead, he was like, well i yeah. can't say <laughs> they, they, so when trump was asked about by Megyn Kelly about calling women fat pigs. He says only oh, Rosie O'Donnell. He didn't run away from it. He owned it. Yeah. Republicans should be like, yeah, actually, we did support P- President Trump. We are glad to see the states now have the right to pass legislation. Exactly. And you may notice that in many of the blue states, they've been more accepting and uh, permissive of abortion. And in red states where the majority of the people, that's called democracy, isn't it? And well, if you don't I, like it, you can vote with your feet. And you and, can live yep. in a different state that's more palatable to your beliefs right. but, they, well, but you you own it and you explain to the people why when the republicans hide from it it yes. creates the impression that it was the wrong thing to do and they're right. ashamed of it well I, I think we have to own it in a Excellent. much different way i hear what you're saying about the fact that the democrats are going this is about women's rights the republicans should be saying this is about children's rights or babies rights you're not allowing babies to die but instead because republic democrats aren't saying well federal power is being challenged <laughs> so for the answer to be well states have rights now is the wrong response they're going at this from the angle of making it emotional. a very emotional, emotional issue and they should they should because it is emotional and that's how you persuade people boom but Republicans won't. Republicans are like, let's have a conversation about the legal precedent that allowed for this to occur and why you should be okay with it. Come on, the average person doesn't care. Do you think that yeah. there's an effective way for Republicans to argue this issue emotionally? I feel like so yes. often. Yes. I feel like it's so like often the easiest one to argue effectively. Get shut Babies down. are dying. Yeah, but they'll say, well, it's not a baby. It's not real. It's Don't a fetus. argue a count. fetus, argue a baby. Yes. So I, this, I this, recognize that, but I feel like any moderate who leans left or progressive would say, like, uh, you guys are being crazy. No, 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 no. Republicans are just bad at what they do. Yeah. Uh, I told this story before, but, you know, it bears repeating for our, our congressman friend here. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine who's a, a liberal in New York City, not very politically active, but just kind of a normie. When when Democrats were voting on the uh, uh, restrictionless abortion I think it was it was Colorado, but there was also a Democrat bill federally that would allow abortion at any stage of pregnancy if there was a medical issue. And when I brought this up and said, there's a whole lot we can get into as pertaining to the medical issue uh, point, but it does allow for terminating the life of a baby that can survive on its own. And he said, that's not true. Mm-hmm. They would never do that. And I grabbed my phone and I pulled it up. I said, read that line. And he reads and he goes, something's not right. So this, 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 that can't be correct. And I said, well, look, 
whether you think I'm right or wrong, let me ask you, do you think that a woman, let's say, let's say she can't have the baby. Should they like find a way to deliver that baby and remove it, and let it live? Or should they just kill it? And he's like, well, yeah, they should find any way they can have the baby live. Oh. He's like, but I, but I think they're saying that like, if the woman can't carry the baby anymore, she can have an abortion because of a medical issue. And I said, so in the circumstance where the baby can survive yeah. and the pregnancy can be terminated and the mother saved, why kill the baby? And then he was just like, I, I don't believe that. that there's, something's wrong. Something it's doesn't make right sense. Here. And so the point is, regular people need to hear that. Yeah. That's the position from where Republicans should be arguing, saying mm -hmm. like, look, when Donald Trump was asked about banning abortion, he gave a brilliant answer. He says, it depends on where the deal is. Some people think six weeks. Some people think eight weeks. We'll have to see what the deal is, the compromise. He is a deal maker. Yeah. And I think that's what the American people need to be told. It's we're not talking about forcing women to give birth or whatever that weird nonsense line is because it doesn't really make sense anyway. Makes no sense. Excellent. There is a baby. The baby is in the woman. Now let's try and protect the rights of the woman and the child. If the child can survive on its own, I ask you this, why would we permit it to be killed? Perfect. So, and I'll add this, obviously everyone know, everyone here knows my stance on abortion, the audience does, completely against it. I think the Republican Party needs to be completely against it. That said, when you look at the way the parties operate as they currently stand, the Republican position is anywhere ranging from no abortion should ever be allowed, which based, that's the correct take, to there should be some restrictions on abortion. The Democratic position is there should be zero restrictions on abortion. That is the actual Democratic so Party insane. platform. And that's insane. Completely. I mean, that is your average person. It, exactly that that's insane in colorado up to birth yes which which means they've, they've based argued, on that definition your average person is far more in line with the republican approach yes. here yes. and and i'm a, a good fact. example of yeah. that and we've had a couple different leftists on this show and the funny thing about the conversation is that they know they can't answer it without looking bad mm -hmm. so they try to wiggle around the answer but i say do you think a woman should be able to terminate a viable baby to kill it to abort it at nine months and they go, well, I mean, you got to understand, we're talking about, like, no, 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 simple question. And they go, yes, she said it's her body. And I'm like, there Whoa, it is. That's crazy. It Insanity. is. That's, if, that's, that's crazy. If the baby has to come out of the woman, it's there. Why kill it in the process? Because right. that's the whole point. Perhaps. Yeah. It's the whole point. If it wasn't a human, they wouldn't be killing it. And, yeah. that, and this is the problem I have, because I, I, I come from a libertarian uh, perspective on this, pertaining to government rights and limitations, right. and recognize... We've got human, two human lives we're dealing with. Yes. The left seems to just say whatever they want to say so they can get the right to kill the baby. With no accountability for the other life. Right. Zero. I'm th reminded of uh, Governor Bill Inslee of Washington. He sent this letter to Idaho's Governor Brad Little saying, uh, I'm asking you to veto your abortion trafficking law. And this was uh, Little's, yep. the law on like, if you transport a minor out of state yeah. for an abortion without telling your parents, you are in trouble uh he was like because if the women of washington travel to your state and have to get an abortion you will persecute them it's like yes why would they travel across the border to that when washington is a pro-abortion state but instead it's like because you might affect my government your government must change to fit my rules and that's i don't see any republican states doing that instead they're locking down their state saying we do not allow abortion. Here are here are the limited exceptions. Instead, it's left states saying we are under attack. I want to I want to talk about some good news. Some very good news. This is a story from Fox Business. Target loses nine billion dollars amid Pride merchandising controversy. <laughs> I love it. Target stock is is experiencing its worst six day stretch since the six days ending May twenty fifth. And not only that, Bud Light's uh, Anheuser Busch's stock 
has they've wiped out all of their gains from the year so far. They're now down for the year. Fantastic. This is the Bud Light effect. It was the catalyst. Bud Light was the easiest thing to boycott for anybody. Yeah. And they did. Near 30% sales dropped. Mm -hmm. Now, Target is scared, saying, uh-oh, we don't want to end up like Bud Light. The fear now is this social, social effect where the people who held on to their Anheuser-Busch stock because they were assured by the media, don't worry, these things will fizzle out. They've lost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. A lot. I think it's like 12 or 13%. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're hearing this, so you experienced that a month ago. You're like, I got my Anheuser-Busch stock at 60, 65 bucks. I'm not worried about it. Now it's at, you know, 50 something. I don't know where it's at. You're going, okay, I just lost a ton of money. This, I can't let this happen again. So people are probably going to start selling off more and more Anheuser-Busch stock because the price is going down. It's become a sell, not a hold, not a buy. Target then becomes the subject of controversy. If you just lost a ton of money on Anheuser-Busch stock and you're sitting there seeing the news I'm assuming a lot of these people say, nope, I am selling right I'll, now. I don't need to hold on to Target. I can hold on to any other facts. stock. I'll buy Apple. I'll buy Tesla. I'm moving my money. Boom. Stock starts dropping. Then it creates a cascade effect where other people go, they call up their, their you know, broker or they call up their uh, wealth management f uh, manager or whatever and say, why, why, is, why is my portfolio going down? And say, oh, well, Target just suffered a major drop off. Oh, well, we'll sell, sell. Why, why are we in it? Why are we in Target right now? How many people are now? Not it's it's not even an impact of the boycott. It's an impact of if there is fear in the in the public that a stock will drop due to boycott, that will be a self-fulfilling prophecy, the Bud Light effect. If you go woke, your stock will drop. People are going to start selling off. And if you don't, you will be the one holding the empty bag. And that's the sentiment where people go, not going to be me with the hot potato. I'm, I, there's, there's, there's a billion other stocks to buy. Nobody cares about Target, Target stock. So while it's not so easy to boycott a big box store like Target if it's the only one in your neighborhood, it's really easy to buy a different stock to put your money very in. Easy. Mm -hmm. Very easy. I very mean, easy. Very easy. That, that's what I think we're seeing. Well, that's what I think what we, may, we may be seeing that now. And Target's 100% reinforcing what you're saying. They are just as panicked. They're quietly moving things off their web website. We're seeing these reports of some stores being told to relocate their merchandise. Uh, they had that collaboration with, uh, I think it's called uh, Abharlin. It's the UK... He says Satanic. he's not a he says he's not a Satanist, by the way, but it's this guy uh, named well, Eric Carnell. I saw the shirt. Yeah. That? He says he's not. He just makes some fun Satanist merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the gay trans identifying designer at, who, just, just who in turn. Yeah. So so I wrote this story about Target a couple days ago. I was checking out some of this person's merchandising. Uh, and I noticed that Eric Carnell's stuff today has been moved off the Target website. This person has also closed his Etsy and his storefront wow. uh, and has pulled posts from social media that were like basically anti-cis. They had like lighters that said, burn the cis, dumb down, CIS. Uh, super uh, cool. A, a, a homophobic headrest and it's a guillotine. And in the, if it, you can find this stuff on Twitter. Wow. So people, people grab the screenshots. Uh, all of these comments that are basically like, we need to destroy this system. It's not enough to just ask to be accepted. We have to dismantle what's there. Very radical kind of semi calls for violence. And it's, it's a really interesting time where Target panicked 
And so this person panicked and you can yeah. see the effect. Now, now well, he's destroying Target, right? Not the whole system. I, I don't know. I mean, in some ways he's, he's saying, a catalyst. Yeah. Well, and then Reuters ran this article that was like uh, this UK designer that clever at Target is seeing a rise in sales. And that's why he closed his website. What? I don't think that's true. I just want to put that out on air right now. <laughs> I don't think, I think he either, is Anna scrubbing Claire. his stuff to make sure anything that is deemed controversial or radical is off. Now that you might be able to capitalize on sympathetic leftist dollars. Or 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 stop trying to groom our children. Mm. No, I, that's, I just, that's that. too hard. They yeah. can't do that. The most, they don't know how. I, I just or that. like yeah. Or just the, don't do that. The the culture war elements of this are less important than the monetary elements of this. I, I, I agree. There's going to be. I'm imagining it. Some, some, there's a young wealth management wealth manager guy. He's managing some portfolios for some people. They get on the phone and he goes, "Look, I'm going to recommend against Target stock." Uh, there's some controversy going on. I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's probably risky. Let's move you over to something safer. Maybe we'll put you over here somewhere else. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why I don't just start shorting these stocks as soon as these stories break. I think that is not financial advice because we're not, allowed, <laughs> we're not allowed to give that on this show. I think we're very careful about not giving that advice. In years past, this type of panic hasn't been that effective, mm -hmm. right? Like we saw a slow burn after the cutie stuff on Netflix of people being like, I'm leaving Netflix. And they yeah. did see some trouble. It wasn't as dramatic as the Bud Light issue. But right now, this has really hit a nerve. And to follow so quickly after that, you can see people feeling more motivated. They saw uh, their decision to boycott having a financial impact. Maybe yes. they can do it again. They can really feel like they're making a difference. So I, I, have, a, I have a four-year-old daughter, and I have a two-year-old daughter, and I have a four-month-old little boy. And my wife was religiously shopping at Target. And if you're telling me that we're selling bathing suits that allow you to tuck Tuckable bathing suits to children. They weren't for they weren't for kids. They, they, no, well, the children's ones children, say uh, thoughtfully made for thoughtfully any made, type of body. Exactly, and exactly, exactly. So yeah. it, it was like it was like a double entendre in that in that yeah. case, right? They, they, they were kind of doing both. But also, I don't even want my children walking past that stuff. Amen. Right. That, that, that's just number one. Yeah. So you were talking about ice cream earlier, and uh, my kids love ice cream. And if I left it up to them, my little daughter would eat ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So why in God's name would I allow my child to select her gender at four, five, six, mm. seven years old before she's even an adult? I don't like the idea of even even walking our children in front of this. Am I anti-trans? No. When you're an adult, you can do whatever you want in this country. As long as you're not hurting other people. As long as you're not hurting anybody else. And in fact, it's my job as a United States congressman to keep the federal government actually out of your life. Absolutely. That, that's actually what I'm trying to do more than anything else. But for children... This is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, mean, I well, think, it, I, real quick, I think what we may be seeing with Target is that it's not actually a boycott from conservatives. I think this reaction was so rapid that regular people yes. walked in and had a very negative reaction. Like, why is this in front of my kids? And these are not political but, people. But, so this is a 75-25 issue in this country. Mm. So when it's a 75-25 issue, that means this is not a partisan issue. This is literally people being like, I might be liberal, but this is insane. Yeah. Well, yes. look, the first time I heard about this was on an Instagram reels of, you know, a, a leftist, you know, influencer saying basically like, why are they pandering to us with this weird pride stuff? They're making fun of the fact that there's like a queer all year calendar. Like, yes. they, nobody wants Nobody this. wants that. Why did Target do this? They only hurt themselves. ESG, yeah. baby. No, they're, they're trying to virtue signal. That's it. They That's be true. The but brand. the people and they're they virtue signaling early. don't like it they don't want it well and i that, mean and that's why they have a shirt that it. says live laugh lesbian i don't know what, what does that happening. even mean i don't know 
Well, I don't this understand. Is what Target was like, we're gonna win. It's we're provocative. Win. Yeah, I guess it it's provocative. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's capitalism. Oh my god, Target Classic. is just they're, they're, they're falling in line with the ESG stuff. If you want funding and financing, ESG is the way to go. And then they're thinking this is what people like. Mm -hmm. The reason these companies do it is because they think. If this is what's popular socially, right. this is what's in Hollywood. Now that there is a negative impact and people saw Bud Light, this is, it, it, the Bud Light thing is a major shift Huge. in the culture war. Yeah. Because now these companies are going, no, that's controversial and you'll lose money. Don't do it. Exactly. Like it used to be the case that- That's what it getting, should be. Just drink beer. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, it used to be the case that getting political was controversial. And now it's been the case that getting political isn't controversial as long as it's a left-wing opinion. But the left has gone so far that it, they're getting back to the point where leftism is once again beginning to be seen as controversial. Thank Amen. goodness. Thank goodness. This is good news. This is, uh, this, this is a very optimistic moment for everybody, I think. I think we're going to start seeing more of these stock drop-offs. We saw with Netflix something similar, maybe a precursor to this, when they lost something like two or two million. How many, how many subscribers did they lose? Millions of subscribers or something mm -hmm. like that. And we don't know exactly why, but a lot of people think it may be because of the cuties thing because of Big Mouth and these other shows yes. that they're like, we don't we don't want to pay for this. I think Disney is now experiencing a, maber, a major bring that up. user drop-off. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I think Get Woke, Go Broke is starting to become more and more it's pronounced. It's starting to catch. But I think it's because the left has just gone too far. Exactly. I think you're right. It's not a conservative issue or it's, yeah. not, it's not political. Because when you lose that many subscribers, it, it, they all are conservatives that are right. that are that are subscribed. It's actually people that are parents that are looking at something and they think to themselves, you know, I can't explain to you what 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 perverted is, but I know it when I see it. Yeah, and that's what it is. And any parent that cares about their kids, they're going to protect their their kids from that. Exactly, I'm the crazy parents, nut job parent. The, the parents are going to well, like technically uh, that doesn't have to be inherently sexual, so we Not can try to happen. separate it out. Yeah, they're going to. I don't. No, I, don't I don't want this near my kid. I think. Yeah. Much, I think I think it's much much simpler than that. Yeah, I think the parent turns on Netflix and is clicking through and goes, "I don't I don't think we should have this on the TV, uh, honey, because if the, we don't want the kids watching it." Oh, okay, well I'll just cancel. I bet they don't even think that much about it. Mm -hmm. For the average yeah, person, life point. is much simpler than those of us who are entrenched in, in, in culture wars. For sure, for sure. Yeah, they, they walk into Target and they go, "Oh my God, let's go somewhere else." I don't want this. Don't even say well, I, think, yes. I think exactly this what you're talking about. They don't. It. They look at it wow. and on some level register. I don't want to have to have this conversation with my kids. It's not even at the forefront of the brain. It's just like a repulse. And now let's just separate from it. They don't I'm want to be really a part of it. I'm really glad I'm here right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you're here like, too, man. This is so good to hear because <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly surrounded by, by I think, highly informed people. We always get into these, you know, these pragmatic conversations and we go down these rabbit holes. And I think sometimes we can take a step back in here. I, I think you're right. I think it is. Much, just much simpler. People. Yeah. yeah. Well, because look. When I heard about Target losing all this money, wow. I'm like, there's no way conservatives organized a boycott this effective this quickly. Conservatives can't Actually, do anything. no, that's yeah. impossible. Exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> that's when, what I'm saying. Oxymoronic. Conservatives, like, there's just no way. When they said <laughs> that there were confrontations, I was like, if there were confrontations, it was not because Matt Walsh got on his show and said, we're going to boycott oh, Bud Light. Wow. It's because a regular person with his four-year-old four daughter walked in and went, oh my God, I don't... 
Daddy, what's a lesbian? What? Did, where did Whoa. you see that? It and said oh. live, laugh, lesbian. He's like, that's not even grammatical. <laughs> it's banned in this house. don't laugh. <laughs> Maybe a little bit older than four. I don't know what year a lot of these kids are learning to read, but they probably, I don't know if they can read the word lesbian or even notice it. Yeah. But the parents probably see these things yes. right when they walk in and say, I don't want my kid. I'm not going to explain to my four-year-old what these things are. Look, Such a good point. We don't have, like, these are sexual subjects yes the left denies but they literally are lgbt is a reference well lgb is a reference to who you enjoy engaging in adult activities with yeah. right. and then they added t to it which is transgender which doesn't necessarily relate to the others that's why there's been a controversy there but if you're putting something up right in the front display being like celebrate who you have sex with you are now having to explain to children what wow. this means and why. Mm -hmm. And you're like, my kids aren't ready for the birds and the bees talk, let alone LGBT birds and the bees talk. Mm -hmm. You walk into Target normally, what do you see? You see the Easter bunny. You see Reese's peanut butter cups. You see Santa sweaters. Claus, Santa, Santa Claus, Claus. Nowadays, Christmas stuff. Yeah. The well, way it's, it's going, they're not like, anymore. Dude, the way it's going, they'll be like trying to get tell them about like sodomy. And then when you want to talk about the birds and the bees, they're like, they're too young for that. Like they can't have this conversation. They, they, there was uh, in these schools, when Ron DeSantis started uh, banning these these uh, pornographic books, yeah. mm -hmm. perverted, per, like they're 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 over they're kink books. Yep. Explaining, th these things are not sexual. It's fetish they're, porn, right? It's fetish porn. There, uh, um, Nick, Nikki Freed called it butt plug porn, yep. mocking Ron DeSantis, not realizing she was proving his point. Exactly. Yes. When I showed this to a lefty friend of mine, he says it's sex ed. I said no, no that's it's not. not. This is kink. Kink education for children that sh it, that's ridiculous. It shouldn't exist. It's like if you think that is sex ed, I don't even want to know what you think sex is. <laughs> right? That? You know, okay. Well, well, when you take a light bulb and then you uh, heat it up. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it's like the the it's idea. Like, this is not how human beings function. This is not how th this is not how man's body was built to function. So, now we understand why homeschooling's on the rise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. now, you, now you get it. <laughs> Look, earmuffs for your kids. But I just got to say this: when we make fun of people who go to the hospital with foreign objects lodged in their rectums. Mm -hmm. It's because you can't do that. Yeah. But people de develop paraphilias and fetishes where they do things to their bodies that are damaging. Yes. We don't want to make people develop behaviors that are harmful to them, and we want to protect children from these things. Why would a school teach a child about putting foreign objects into their anus is beyond me, but I'm glad Ron DeSantis said F that and got rid of it. Yes. Ooh, but it's not beyond you. You know why they're doing it. We know why they're doing it. Because they want kids? They're groomers. They're, you're groomers. They're groomers. Yes, they're groomers. Mm -hmm. That's it. Because I'll say, uh, Target already came out on the Pride issue a long time ago. They sell like Mr. and Mr. Uh, wedding cards. Like they're fine. It's this year's specific push for the transgender, gender too far. issue well, that is, uh, I think, really en enraging people or maybe bringing attention to an aspect of all of this that people are firmly against, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and this is something conservatives have to remember when we message this, okay? The conversation is not over, why do kids need to see this? We know they don't. The question is, why do you need kids to see this? Why do you need to show this disgusting fetish porn to children? What's wrong with you? The conversation has to be about the person who's trying to show this stuff to kids. Democrat Nikki Fried in Florida called 
the material that got banned, butt plug porn. Exactly. Yes. Because she was making fun of Ron DeSantis and it was like, thank you for proving his That's point. That's the whole point. Like, yep. That shouldn't be That's for sick. children. That's not for kids. He and was then, saying this is in school and she's like, huh, can you believe he shared this on Twitter in front of adults? It's like, <laughs> it's being shown to children in schools, you lunatic. Let's, uh, let's jump to the next level of where wokeness gets you. You guys ready for this one? This is from comptroller.nyc.gov. This is not a news article. It's an official government source saying New York City Banking Commission votes to approve 26 depository banks for two years, limits new deposits at Capital One and Key Bank. Now, why is it that they're restricting deposits at Capital One Bank? Let me tell you. They say. Following the first ever public hearing held by the New York City Banking Commission today, all three members voted to limit deposits at Capital One and Key Bank after the banks failed to submit required plans demonstrating their efforts to root out discrimination. Honestly, that's a fair no. response. I think that's what had to happen. I, yeah. I'm actually I'm with the left on this one. I actually that's am. Sensible. No, but I really am. I, I really am. They're going to gut the major banks. <laughs> Because they, oh, they did. Okay, I got <laughs> No, that's not where I just think. I just. Yeah. Yeah. Why get nervous over there? Where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah, no, I, I just, think. I don't know how racism's going to end if they don't do this. If 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 this is the if, if they're they're going to consume <laughs> each other, and and the big. You you're, know, all for, central, you're all for it. Centralized <laughs> bank. Good idea. Look, when when the when the Federal Reserve announced they were getting woke, I was like, oh no, wait, don't don't do that. Uh, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't do that. self-implode. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, no, but in all seriousness, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is scary stuff. Like, I, look, I just don't trust a, a bank that doesn't wave rainbow flags and say we are openly anti-racist, hashtag uh, BLM. It's not enough to be not racist. You have to be on board with our leftist programs yeah. that we label anti-racism. Like, I just don't know how you could trust a bank that isn't doing that. How have they demonstrated competence if well, they're not talking uh, about social justice? Tim? Maybe they could give out copies of anti-racist baby to all new customers. See now that I think I'd be I, if they're not to be to be honest if they're not already doing if that. they're not giving gender queer out to every customer I just don't know how they could be a reliable bank. Anti racist baby is a better book to give. Do you think so? Yeah. Mm. Anti racist so, baby is funnier to say. So it the is press release to is, say. the press release is saying that uh, they heard testimony from Muslim New Yorkers who've experienced discrimination in the process of open air closing yeah. accounts, and then also climate advocates condemned the banks uh, that have continued to lend billions of dollars <laughs> to the fo fossil fuel expansion. Okay, what is the bank supposed to I say? Like, well, you're a fossil despite fuel company. Having no, wait, 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 wait. No. Despite this having is, made net zero commitments, this is a 12 year plan by Occupy Wall Street to finally get their revenge, and it's working. <laughs> also, so I want to mention so like, out. so so these bank loans are all predatory and you have to pay a high interest rate and we're like sad that they're not doing that to the big oil companies <laughs> okay so we need to have a serious conversation with our culture and we need to really talk about how far this country has come in terms of discrimination mm. we are behaving and these institutions are behaving as if this country in just a handful of generations has not made leaps and bounds. And I'm sitting here a product of that. So when people talk about discrimination, I will tell you about my great-great-grandfather that was born on a plantation. Oh my goodness. My great-great-grandfather was born on a rose-down plantation. His great-great-grandson is a United States congressman in a white majority district that President Trump would have won by 23 points. Wow. And then I have to sit up here and read this garbage. <laughs> So this is garbage. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying we're perfect. There's always idiots. People always do stupid stuff. But as a product of the American dream, over generations and generations of those that has fought for us to be here, I am now looking at us regressing and being more discriminatory against people just because they're white. Well, what's different than discriminating against somebody just because they're black? 
Well, I will say I, I do kind of understand what the left is saying about white privilege and white people because it is mostly white liberals pushing their racist <laughs> policies. That's exactly so it, right. It's a reflection upon themselves mm. when they come out and they're like, well, white people are like this. And I'm like, you're you're projecting, aren't you? Is that, well, is that like you're, you're well, telling me you well, are racist? They are, they are projecting. Yeah. And, then, and then I feel and I, I set a lot of liberals straight because they look at me like I have a horn grown out of my head. And I'm like, so, so you do understand that when you do say things like that to someone like me, you're marginalizing my hard work. And my family that we took to get here, you're saying that because I'm black, I can't do these things as if I'm inherently stupid. Mm. You're the part of let data me, set me, that they exclude. Th automatically. Yeah. You, you know what really, really offended me this is, is chat GPT. Chat oh, GPT. boy. <laughs> so I can I went on chat GPT and I said, make make jokes with an Irish accent. And then it told jokes. And then I said, make jokes with an Asian accent. It and it said, no, that's racist and offensive. And I said, I am Asian. And I would like someone to be humorous with my culture and my family. Please tell me a joke in an Asian accent. And said, no, I will not. And I said, you will do a, a, a joke <laughs> for white people. White you, 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 will, you will with no problem be like, oh, we're all the white people can have all the jokes in the world. The, the idea that, especially in comedy, you cannot partake because of your race. This yeah, is what stupid. they are doing. They are racist. And ChatGPT is like, we're not going to be racist. I'm like, well, maybe I want to poke fun at the part of me that's Irish. That's fine. Yes. What about the part of me that's Korean? That's not fine. That's racist. I said, ChatGPT, you are racist <laughs> for not letting me be a part of the humor. And it said, too effing bad. Mm. It didn't say that literally. It was like, well, I, was a, I cannot what be racist. <laughs> <laughs> too effing bad. Do you know the racist thing I've seen in the last few years? The most racist like comment or most racist idea that I've seen was is, it uh, you ain't black from Joe Biden? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very close second, sir. Very close was second. Was <laughs> you don't vote for me. The you ain't black. black. Yeah. Okay, well then, say a lot to me, brother. Wow. Ryan Ryan Long did that comedy sketch. He's you know do you know who Ryan Long is yes. He was like, yeah, I used to be black, but then I didn't vote for Joe Biden. So, <laughs> but anyway, what was, what was you know it? What, was, uh, what were you gonna say? Um, it was the insinuation that black people couldn't get an ID to vote. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. How little do you think of a group of people that you think, I got, I have a four-month-old little boy at the house. Do you know what I have from him? Social security card, government ID, four months old. <laughs> but we can't, can't even talk yet. Can't eat have ice you, cream. Have can't you, do any of that stuff. <laughs> These people are, like, they literally said, you know, they, you know, black and brown people, I feel so sorry for them. You Their know, communities just, have different challenges. They have different challenges. Their communities <laughs> have different challenges, like getting an ID to vote. My mom has eight brothers and sisters. My dad had five brothers and sisters. You know what they all had? All my cousins, second, third cousins at the family reunion. You know what they all had? Government issued ID. <laughs> have you seen the Ami Horowitz video? No, I have not. He, he There's a classic video. Everyone needs to see it. He goes to Berkeley and he asks them about voter ID. I have seen this. They yes. say it's racist. He says, why? They say, because they can't get ideas. Then he went out to black people. They're all just like. My, my favorite thing is when he, he like goes to this one black guy and he's like, excuse me, sir, this may seem like a weird question, but do you know where the DMV is? And he goes, oh yeah, it's right over on 25th Street. <laughs> <laughs> like he, it was such a stupid question. He thought Ami was asking for directions. Yes. Dude, not I, like, do you literally know yes. where it is? Of course he knows where it is. I yeah. actually don't know what they think black people have to go through to get an ID. I don't know what they think dude, the journey dude. is like for a black person did, trying to get an ID. Did it, you? They like, treat it like it's the middle passage. The, no, you, they act like it's but like it's really not, I promise. It's like you have to go to Mordor and throw your <laughs> ring in a mountain yes, doom and then you get the ID back. Like, did you, did my you, precious, and I get my ID, I'm like, it's my precious ID, right? Like, 
That's ridiculous. <laughs> did you did you see the video? The Nuance Bro on Twitter had a Twitter space with this uh, young activist from Gen Z for Change. A young, uh, I think he's a young black kid. And he said every oh. year, 30% of the black population is shot and killed by police. And then- What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. He was like, what? <laughs> He's like, there would be young. no black people in three years. No, that's, that's, no, that's not true. The kid goes, the kid goes, is 15 to 20% fair? And he goes, <laughs> what? <laughs> but, but, but in reference to the IDs, these people <laughs> are crazy. being told this stuff. Yeah. I think, I think for me, you know, I can say it 50 billion times for everybody who doesn't already know. I'm on the south side of Chicago. So I'm in a very mixed area with yes, a bunch of are. people. And I'm like, oh, I'm sitting here listening to this stuff where they say black people can't get IDs. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, talking all of my about? friends had IDs. What are you even talking about? We, I went to the D, we all went to the DMV and we were 16, got our IDs and got jobs. Like, what you but that's a weird thing too. This is another one of these AstroTurf things where I never, ever heard a black person complain about not being able to get an ID. And then white liberals started jumping yeah. in and saying black people can't get ideas. This is something that we never heard from the black community once. Yeah, never. I think it's part of the idea that you rise to the expectations that are given to you, right? Oh so if God. we have, right on the same page, If I think if you have low expectations for people, why would they mm -hmm. exceed them, right? Mm -hmm. If Especially if they internalize these low expectations. And this isn't a race thing, it's for everybody. If you think you're going nowhere, you're never going to have a job, you might as well be on drugs, that's what you're going to do. That has nothing to do with race, by the way. It has no. nothing to do with race. It's just mm -hmm. expectation. And by the way, and it, it is a poverty issue. I think this country yep. literally is beyond race. This, this is a this is a poor people problem issue mm -hmm. that we need to have a conversation about. And then how do we rid poverty in general across all races? That's the point. This is, this is what I ask my lefty friends in Chicago. I say, when they tell me that they're in favor of reparations <laughs> or oh, affirmative boy. action stuff, I said, okay, so, you know, in my neighborhood where it's fairly mixed, what do you think would happen if one day the government handed out 10 grand to only the black people? Yeah. I mean, you are creating racial tensions. Yes. Now all the, the, the slack jawed white trash people, salt of the earth, working class people who struggle every day, gotcha. they're looking at all this brand new stuff. And listen, crime is not an issue of race, it's an issue of poverty. Yes, I've witnessed it, at least yeah. in my neighborhood firsthand. You're right. You, you, know, you, you, know what, you know what I believe would happen if they gave reparations to only the black families where I grew up? They would be all the target, target of robbery. Yeah, but guess exactly what? Right. Then the Democrats can go see racism. That's it. Yeah. Yep. No, it's a very nailed thing, it. And you're right. But 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 I, but I ask my friends. I say, why does it make sense that the white family that lives in the exact same neighborhood mm -hmm. in the exact same circumstances should yeah. be left behind? Shouldn't we just say? Those of you who are impoverished, we will seek to help. That's the point. And that's what we've been doing, though, right? I mean, the war on poverty has been an unmitigated failure. We already had the federal government try to give money disproportionately to the African-American community from the taxpayer base, right? We saw that happen, and it hasn't lifted them out, out of poverty. Create a welfare it, state. We created a massive welfare state, and we made their circumstances far worse. Yes. We made what them we far worse. How much money? Yeah. The uh, welfare program unit should be mm -hmm. strengthening the family.
Yeah. Amen. That's it, exactly it should, what it the government, has to be. The government programs should be how can we improve your family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, how, how, can, how, can we, how can we encourage people who are married to stay married? How can we encourage young people who are. This is so bizarre. They want Tax every breaks. kid in every school to explore every disgusting, bizarre sexual lifestyle choice and perversion, but they're unwilling to have a conversation with them about finding the right person to marry, ensuring that you have the same values, not having sex with that person so you don't become blinded by the hormones and end up marrying the wrong person. Person, and then bringing children into the world with someone you're not going to stay with. That's never the conversation well, when we're talking about educating children to be adults who have to operate in the world and contend with the sexual nature of reality. Amen. It's always, let's show them disgusting, <laughs> perverted fetish porn, not let's show them how they can build strong families. Have you met Seamus, our resident <laughs> No, I think you're 100% right. I got really mad. But it makes me incredibly angry. Yeah. They think, oh, you know, we just want them to be prepared for the future. Okay. Okay, then show them how to start a family and how to Yo, build right, relationships right. that are healthy so it doesn't end I, up with there being broken hey homes wow. everywhere. I got I got a lot of flack from the left when I said that wow. a, a child is more likely to learn about gay sex than they are about balancing a checkbook or, or, or opening a bank account. You're correct. Some, yeah. some, and, and then they're just like, how dare you? And I'm like, dude, our no, schools do true. not teach finance at all. And then you no. know if they don't get at school, the parents aren't either. Yep. There's no way. How would you learn it? I think uh, personal finance should be a core class. I get having a sex ed class in basic biological, these are the organs and what they do. I think it should stop there, right? And I think to your point, so much of what we teach kids is to divorce um, responsibility from from the action, right? So with the rise of birth control and with uh, widespread abortion, it's when you choose to have sex, it's completely for pleasure and you should always yep. believe that there is no risk of pregnancy and therefore linking yourself to another human being, not just the baby, but this person who has fathered it or the mother of it for the rest of your lives. We want their, we want to teach people they live in a society without consequences. Hmm. But if you are not willing to accept responsibility, you can never turn your life into anything. Amen. And so what they're doing is they're, they're literally showing fetish porn of sodomy to children and their excuses this happens in the real world you know what else happens in the real world people get married or they don't but they have children with somebody that they don't end up staying with Mm -hmm. and then you have a broken home so here's the question if we're gonna have sex ed if we're gonna have sodomy education which they're pushing why not marriage education why not teach kids what they need to do to have a healthy relationship with the opposite sex and have a lasting marriage because that's kind of important in a functioning society and we had you're you're right and we had that but i want to add you know what else happens in the real world I don't, I don't know, like bricklaying. Yeah, well, like why, exactly. why is this where they go to? Like, well, it happens. We better show it to well, them. This is the thing. When, <laughs> something, the kids... when something disgusting happens, we need to ensure it keeps happening by showing it to children, <laughs> right? By by telling them that this is okay, normal, acceptable. We know what this is. We know this is grooming. That's why it's. It, that's I, why I think, it's grooming. I think the easiest way to explain why it's grooming is the excuse of like, well, you know, this is a part of life, so the kids need to be educated on it. It's like, dude, there are a billion things that happen in the real world we do right. not have in schools. You know what else Maybe is a part of life? And, 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 and m- most of them, like the majority of things we don't have in schools are perfectly safe for kids. We just don't have them there. Like I mentioned, bricklaying. Or how about the mines? How about we, we show children what it's like to go mine underground? Yeah. Like well, even well, that is safer. What if like for every dollar you spend on this bizarre sex education, you have to spend $1,000 on shop classes or welding or some yeah. kind of trade school? Home ec. Something, well, home ec, personal finance classes, like put the money that you could be spending on buying anti-racist baby into actual things that children will just, use to better their lives. I just realized this too. Excellent. I mean, 
I didn't have the schools that I went to had no shop or home ec or anything mm-hmm. like that. Do they even have those anymore? My school, back. most of them back. don't. My school yeah, had a food science back. because we weren't allowed to have home ec because it was too anti-feminist. Yeah, wow. we had, yeah, uh, we, we had food science and it was great. I took that class. It was just a bunch of girls. They did all the cooking for me because they knew I wasn't able to handle all it. Like, and then I got to eat food and hang out with girls. It was <laughs> a great Look, class. Bring that back. Bring that back. Return to tradition. Food science was great at my high school because it was like extra food during the day. Exactly. It was extra food. We had an intro to accounting course that actually the the teacher on his own elected to say like here's how you do your taxes here's how you balance a checkbook like he himself decided this was part of it he didn't mm-hmm. have to teach that i think that's crazy it was an elective it was only available to seniors why could you not teach a freshman to do that well it, it's so weird too right because when they try to force these things onto kids what their what their response is usually when you point out that this is a disgusting horrible thing that we should not be showing to young eyes and then ideally no one would ever have to see their response is well i know you don't want people to do this and i don't either i promise but this is going to happen so we should instruct them in it so they know how to do it safely we don't do that with any other thing that we right. don't want people doing we don't go like well we should show them how to commit crime safely we should show them how to be racist safely we should show them how to be sexist in a way where they won't lose their career or something like that because they're going to do it anyway right. well, we can't hey. educate people to not do things but th- there's there's one final thing i want to mention here which is for all the the beloviating they engage in about how real world realities need to be imparted to children in a way that completely destroys their innocence okay you know what happens in the real world people who have more sexual partners before they're married are more likely to get divorced virgins rate in all surveys is having the highest level of satisfaction in their marriages. People who choose to stay married instead of getting divorced after five years, in the majority of cases, say they're glad they stay married. But those aren't realities we can educate kids on. We can only show them non-binary fetish porn. Wow. I want to I wanna bring up the uh, LA Dodgers Facts. thing. <laughs> you guys see the uh, story from the, the Dodgers. They're yeah, having the, the, the drag queen nuns come. Yeah. You know, I, th- I saw that and I thought, how is that actually allowed? How how is it? How are they allowed to have drag queen nuns? Because I'm pretty sure the L.A. Dodgers would not legally be allowed to have a minstrel show no. uh, on, on the field because it, it violates civil rights laws and dis- discrimination Correct. laws. And the response on the left was, you're a Karen. Ha ha ha. We can do whatever you want. I thought you cared about free speech. And I'm like, oh, I'm for free speech. Yeah. My question is, how do you justify banning hate speech and then literally invite men to mock Christians yeah. this openly and and drastically, it's like it's like it's like one thing for a comedian to make a joke about Christians, and we and we all like. It's funny, yeah, yeah. This, this it's another thing to get a bunch of men to dress up like demon nun women, yeah. and then come in openly just insulting. See, that's not in funny. The most, and that's not funny. But, well, but it hate to those nuns, are, nuns exist in the real world. It may be it may be funny to those who hate Christians. Yeah. But how how are they allowed to do it with discrimination? I think Christians should file a discrimination lawsuit. Well, I, I think mean, every player on the LA Dodgers who has some sort of Bible quote, quote on his social media profile should immediately ask to be transferred off the team. Amen. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who could take action here. In this country, hate speech laws are questionable anyways, but they are meant to protect certain oh, dude, people. Because if you if you work in any way at that stadium or you work in any way with any of the companies, sue right now. Yes. Absolutely. If you if you worked for a company that allowed and, that. Imagine this, a Muslim guy works for a company and they bring in a bunch of drag Muslim imams to dance around going, ha ha ha. You get sued in two seconds. There might be more than a lawsuit. Yeah, more than, absolutely. Yeah. So I I absolutely think if, if, if they want to have these non-discriminatory, look, I like the idea that public accommodations don't discriminate against people based on their religion. Let's uphold, let's hold them to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, and this is so sickening. And the reason this kind of thing happens is because when somebody 
is so debauched and porn addled that they have to engage in the most perverse possible sexual behaviors to get any kind of thrill and they can't resist those urges and temptations. The fact that there are human beings out there who are so in control of themselves that they're celibate and pure is completely intolerable to them. That's why they hate nuns because a nun is the thing in the world that they hate most. A pure woman, a person who's capable of being disciplined. Of, of, of displaying self-control. Of displaying self-control yeah. and especially when you're a grown man in the world has no shortage of women with more emotional and sexual restraint than you when you're naturally supposed to be an authority doesn't feel so good to think about right they can't they literally cannot tolerate the existence of good women so they need to mock them and that is why nuns are being insulted gotta sue, gotta sue. yeah and any anybody who works in any way with these organizations should immediately be like you can get an injunction when are they doing it? it's two days right the game i think they're think doing so. the the nun thing is in a couple days i don't know but uh you can get it i stopped. doubt it'll happen at this point well they they, they canceled it then re-invited them yeah and it was because that's of the other side like we were saying this with the bud light thing if this you is gonna, cancel that's, that's on my... it the left hits you back but this is a violation of california human rights law to openly mock a religion yeah Mm -hmm. at a baseball at a baseball game right so let them argue in court why it's not mocking and then if they win congratulations now anyone can do any public display mocking any group of people so i kind of laugh at this kind of stuff too because being from texas this just would never happen but this would not happen at a at a at a dallas game this would not happen at an astros game this would never happen because the people in the stands would be apoplectic and so my Issue is now what what's happened with the degradation of California that this is even a conversation mm -hmm. And it's also good for me to hear these kinds of things because it makes me really Very thankful that I live in Texas yeah. <laughs> Because this is absolute insanity But it's always the Vox Populi. It's always the voice of the people and you are absolutely correct If you are so dissatisfied with seeing something like this We can't talk about on a podcast the people there have to show their disapproval and then vote with their wallet and then vote with their pocketbook to make sure that this just stops or they sue them because they should be offended by something like this. And by the way, when the left, you are so right. When the left gets offended, they go for the juggler. It's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. over. But they also know that the laws work in their favor. Like, I'd be interested to see if the lawsuit plays out. So they, a group of Christians say this is discriminatory, this is hate speech. Can't believe they did this. If a judge would be like, mm, I don't really think that there's enough uh, uh, weight to your claim. I think that there are some people who really feel like Christians, because they're the majority religion in this country, don't feel the same discrimination. Oh, I'm, I'm, I matter. We usually don't say anything, though, either. Yeah, so we, we let it, We let it go, and it's time to stop letting it go. Time to stop the letting it go. The law is the law. The law is the law. And you also have to realize law. that like, you're not defending not yourself. You're defending equally. God. You're defending no, nuns. You can't see this as, well, I don't want to get offended. There, I mean, what is more illustrative of punching down than insulting nuns women who forego having a family to spend their lives in the service of others and you're mocking them the reason they're mocking them is because they're weak men and they're so effeminate that they can't handle the fact that there are women in the world stronger than them which is why they mock them Right, these nuns nuns they're stronger right, than right. all of these these if, gross if, little perverts if it is legal to dress up like a nun in this way, mocking the religion, and a court says it's fine, then anybody could dress up like a trans person and, and do the and, same and, thing and and mock them and insult them, like carry around baby dolls and claim to be groomers, the groomer nuns or whatever they can claim. 
we, we, if you're saying you don't want discrimination, you certainly can't openly mock a group of people based on their religion. Right. Mm -hmm. And they argue, we're not, we're not. But they are. They're literally trying to degrade it. Yes. I mean, look, they, the, the rainbow is uh, God's, God's covenant to Noah, I believe, correct? Yep. That's I right. see a lot of this on Twitter. And now the rainbow is a symbol of one of the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting to me that they chose to go with pride to represent yeah. their proclivities. Because they, I guess they want to be like, I am proud of who I, well, look, you can be accepting of yourself. You don't have to be angry with yourself, but it is interesting that they, they push it to, you know, pr pride isn't typically a good thing. No, it's not. It's not. Have you all seen the movie Seven? Mm -mm. You saw what happened. All right. Well, this, and this is something <laughs> that, um... <laughs> like, but no, seriously, though, all joking aside, you know, it, it's amazing how they would pervert that to make it a biblical thing yeah. in mm -hmm. order to make it more acceptable in their own eyes. Yeah, well, also, I mean, I think it's actually kind of fitting they call it pride because one thing that Thomas Aquinas wrote was that when a person becomes too prideful, God will withhold the graces from them not to fall into perverse sexual appetites so that they will be humbled. I think we should we should uh, kind of interesting. bring some rainbows back here. But look, I don't, I don't care about what they think it means. Yeah. If it if it literally is a representation that you know God yeah, will no they, longer they can flood think the whatever earth. they want to think, yeah, this is a free country, right? I was telling I was telling Seamus this last year. I said you should put a rainbow behind you. <laughs> I'm not God's I'm, covenant. I'm, it's not yeah. even a joke. I'm yeah. I'm totally serious. Well, I, to be honest, they would probably and get God's mad at that. On it. Not just because it's God's covenant, but because I wouldn't have like the little trans arrow and BLM arrow, mm -hmm. and then like Ukraine logo inside of it. They'd be like, <laughs> this is way out of date. <laughs> we'll make a very beautiful depiction of the ark with a rainbow saying God's covenant on it that you can put up. Amazing! I'd be so happy with that. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Then what? And they'll be like, oh, it's it's the rainbow represents this. Like to you maybe, but to us it means something else. <laughs> it means, and that's right. fine. You can believe whatever you want. But I don't know why Christians have ceded that, that, that symbol yeah, mm -hmm. to a group of people who hate them. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, actually, to be fair, I actually don't think they use the full rainbow. Let me pull this up real quick. I think there's a slight difference. Yeah, they, they, they did get rid of some colors, I believe. That's very discriminatory. I, I saw, did you know that it used to have magic Which colors? I think, <laughs> I think it used to have a, a stripe in it for magic, representing well, like witchcraft or something. One thing that cracked me up, this was uh, pointed out by some Anon account on Twitter, which most brilliant observations are, to be honest. Uh, and they, they showed all of the different iterations that the the flag had gone under this pride flag had mm -hmm. undergone in the last several months. They're like, isn't it so fitting that it's having an identity crisis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to super chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends and become a member by going to timcast.com, clicking join us so you can hang out in our members only uncensored show. And if you sign up at the $25 per month level, you can submit questions and even call in to talk to us and our guests. Let's uh, let's read what you got. Brian's here says, make shrooms legal. Okay. No. I think they are in a lot of them. No. In some places. <laughs> Don't do it. Some places. Uh, West Virginia is officially legalizing recreational marijuana in yeah. July. Wow. Really? Yeah. If you drive down really? uh, 340 into uh, Charlestown. There's a building they've been doing work on, and I and I, I was like, oh, I saw them doing construction, that. and it says like cannabis something. Yeah, or really. County grown. And then I was yeah. like, wait, what? And then I looked it up, and it's like marijuana will be recreationally legal. It's going to be Virginia. recreational in Maryland too. It'll be interesting. Wow. Yeah, it's, are, are you sure that's uh, West Virginia, not Maryland? Because I know Maryland Virginia. was July first. West Virginia. Wow. There is a building they have constructed. You want to look it up real quick? I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a building saying well, like dispensary or whatever. The same building is in Martinsburg. Actually, I saw the same building. There uh, you go. Yeah, that's totally. all. That's all over the place. Yeah, there you go. All right, Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, "Very smooth, Tim. I like how you pretended to do a 10 a.m. segment just so you can practice your future political <laughs> campaign messaging." <laughs> I was basically saying like, DeSantis 
lost a big opportunity with they 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 took this away from you. We tasted American greatness and they ripped it away. And since Joe Biden became president, the economy has been falling. Your wages have been falling. Your costs have been increasing. Your border has been destroyed. And we it's like instead he's just freedom is worth fighting for. I'm like uh, All right. Freedom is good thing. Brody, yes. Brody Nevis says, my family is thinking of moving to Florida, so I would appreciate if it, that DeSantis stays as governor. Yeah. Who's, uh, th- who are they talking about having run as governor? Uh, Florida. Yeah, I think we were talking about, maybe maybe it's a secret we're not supposed to talk about, I don't know. I'm like, didn't, didn't someone mention? I am not finding that uh, marijuana is going to be legal in West Virginia. I'm seeing that medical is legal here, but not recreational. Maybe I was wrong. Tim just made that they up said for fun. that uh, House Bill twenty three thirty one, the Normalized Cannabis Act, was introduced in twenty nineteen, but it's currently stagnant. Um, but there is a pretty big CBD industry in West Virginia, and again, medical yeah. is legal. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see. I know Maryland is going to legalize recreational. Yeah. I saw that building and I looked it up, and I'm pretty sure I saw something saying that they were legalized. I was like, whoa, wait, what? Yeah, don't know. I heard, uh, I've heard that Maryland is July 1st, but I don't know about West Virginia. Huh, maybe I was wrong. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Yeah, who whatever. Knows? I'll have to look into it later. Yeah. But we were, uh, we were in Charlestown and we saw this building that's a dispensary. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure maybe they were dispensing something else. Is it I not? Think it's, I think it's CBD and medical, probably CBD and medical. Mm-hmm. But, but here it's but, just but medical. I, but what I read was that it wasn't un, uh, for a few more months, so I'm they may not have. It. I'm not finding it. I, I have a I have a pick for the next Florida governor. Who? Buddy, I serve with Byron Donaldson. Oh, Byron. Oh yeah. He's awesome. He'd be a great governor. He was on the show, right, when we were in Congress. Was he? he I think he'd, so. be, he'd be great. Would he do it? I think probably. Oh, okay, you're right. It is medical. My bad. Do it. Yeah, ju- uh, in July of 2023, med- uh, medicinal use. Mm-hmm. I see. No, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. No, this says indicaonline.com says the recre the, the recreational use of cannabis by adults is set to become legal in July 2023. Wow. Huh. I'm not seeing Indica it anywhere Online. else, but maybe. Uh, so this is for wait. West Virginia has recently joined the growing number of states that legalize cannabis for medical use. The state's medical cannabis program. Became operational in 2021, while the recreational use of cannabis by adults is set to become legal in July 2023. Wow. Huh. Yeah. This is uh, Indica Online. I don't know. And and I saw a building, a dispensary, so I was like, okay. And then I I pulled this up, and that's what it says. Yeah, totally. The recreational It's West Virginia, not Virginia? In West Virginia. Legalizing cannabis in West Virginia has... Whoa, thing popped up. Has been a contentious issue. Proponents arguing blah, blah, blah under the laws. Yada, yada. Currently... And then um, with the legalization of cannabis for recreational use in 2023, West Virginia is poised to become one of the latest states to embrace the growing trend of legalizing cannabis for medical and recreational use. Yeah. Well, I think currently medical is legal. Yeah, it is currently legal. Right. And it's this uh, Indica Online. I don't know if it's the number one source or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) They wrote this uh, February 20th of this year. It says in July, recreational will be legal. Hmm. 
I don't know. We'll see you guys. Yeah. Let's grab some more super chats and see what we got. Eddie uh, S.A. Federale says, I don't buy the constant con media excuse. Good problem to have. We melted the servers. This feels like AWS throttling the QoS and E1 ready for net neutrality debates yet. I ask. I am. Ask Bill O since Ian's part time. Um, I just think Twitter couldn't handle it. Uh, we had another story we didn't get into, but the, the head engineer resigned yeah, following right. this. We don't know why. But it's, 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 it's really cringe. I'm sorry, man. Ron DeSantis' message was very internet esoteric. It was, it was very understandable to us, the hyper online. Mm -hmm. Then when the Twitter space crashed at about 700,000, I mean, it was crashing at 300,000. For them to say it's the possibly the biggest room ever online is just like, dude, you can't come in and talk to the internet and then be wrong about the internet. Right. It's cringe. Mm, that's yeah, terrible. PlayStation apparently had a bigger live stream that day. Yep. If they had done this, the announcement on YouTube, <laughs> wow. he would have gotten way more viewers. Yeah. It would have been absolutely massive. Or if you'd done it on PlayStation. That, could, could have done yes. like a Minecraft stream or, or something. <laughs> yes, super absolutely. Based. Elon didn't buy that though, right? Uh, that's true. No. Maybe he has to. Neil How? Williams says, is, is Seamus wearing a 90s ball chain necklace or Mardi Gras beads? Uh, no, so, so what happened was I uh, my scapular broke, so I just put my rosary on under my shirt. Oh, it's a rosary. Interesting. Mm -hmm. what, is it, what, what, are they, what are they saying? SV, uh, SFV Raider says, the Decimper's disciples are in desperation <laughs> mode. They know it was weak, too weak for international leader confrontation. At this point, Lake shows more strength. No longer looking to Rhino Ron in 2028. I'm sorry, man. Rhino Ron, Deswamptus. Those are way better names <laughs> pretty good. than uh, Desanctus. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Uh, now, so to be fair, we'll uh, see which one sticks. Trump did praise Cuomo over DeSantis's response in Florida, and that was a huge gaffe. Cuomo yeah. literally, like, wait, uh, nursing home patients died. Yeah, yeah. And then, and the New York Post, uh, they, they they run a big page where Cuomo's quoted as saying, like, "Well, they're all dead anyway," or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Trump should not be praising Democrats because he doesn't like Ron DeSantis. And this is the craziest thing: you want to win, you be honest, and you assert yourself above a person. So you say something like. If I, if I was Trump, I'd say, Ron, talk about a great governor. I mean, he had excellent and amazing policies. I worked with him a lot on that, and I'm really glad to see that my endorsements paid off and we got such a great leader. But I'm running for president, and I've got a proven track record. And you He know, doesn't. And, and Ron? And Ron doesn't. In Florida. But, but the, the strategy here is if everybody, if people who like Trump do like DeSantis too, and people who like DeSantis do like Trump, DeSantis isn't winning by attacking Trump. No. And Trump isn't isn't winning by claiming Cuomo did a better job than DeSantis. I get your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Your point. That's you know just, bro. Don't you, you don't don't defend Cuomo. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Totally. Yeah. Matt Colossus says, Tim, is it possible to have an audio only live stream of IRL somewhere too, rather than just uploading it afterwards? I don't know. Uh, I don't know because for the podcast platforms, you have to just upload them. Yeah. We could we could theoretically do it. We were thinking about doing a Twitter Space. Where we would just launch the space and then it would just be the IRL account or the Timcast account just making the sound and no one can chime in or do anything, just listen. Right. And then it's on Twitter. Yeah, the issue with the podcast, like you said, is they only want the audio file uploaded. Maybe maybe we can do it as a Twitter space somehow. The, like the general idea is just turning the iPhone on and pressing go. Yeah. And then everything that. you hear in the room, the ambient audio is I mean, just the show. We can even just feed directly into the iPhone itself and have that as No, the they don't have... Uh, Oh, they don't pick up in them? Oh, wow. It doesn't have the inputs. 
we can we can get an aux to lightning converter i guess yeah that's what i was saying that's so silly towards it it is and then you can't plug it into charge well i guess i can charge it with them with the the wireless charging oh true yeah you could silly another hundred dollar device right (laughs) yeah 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 all right Corey, Corey, USMC 101 says, this doesn't make sense as a political science matter. DeSantis mathematically can't wait. Uh, wait, Trump is 30 to 50 points ahead yeah. in most polls. You can't just make that up. Only 5% of Trump's base can stay home and throw away the general. I mean, that's that's just it. You can't, you can't recover. I mean, maybe, I, to be fair, people are mentioning that Trump was way down this early on, but we're talking about- this is a different conversation. Is it, exactly. This is, this is Trump- <laughs> coming back he wants to be president again it's not an open field sam nguyen says wow who my rep wesley hunt my man awesome <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> justin funk says loyalty to trump is bs the republican primary is for the people to decide who they want trump isn't the once and future king no he's the god emperor <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding I, I i agree i agree um, I, I look forward to a primary. I think a primary will be strengthened. It will, will be good for Trump. I think it'll strengthen. The challenge is, I think Don Jr. mentioned this, are we going to spend a billion dollars to win point. a primary instead of spending on the general to That's beat it. Joe Biden? That's it. Yeah. It's a resource It's a resource constrained conversation. We have far fewer than they do. Yeah. Golden Fleece Game says, to my fellow Spud Blood, you should make a tune reference. You should make a tune referencing Captain America. Trump is the captain, and he's fighting Ron, Red Skull. After a few punches, Ron removes the mask, and it's just Jeb. (laughs) Jeb. Look, listen, I don't have, I have no hate in my heart for old Ron. I just, I think he's got to pick up some charisma. Yeah. But is that something you're born with? Can you really cultivate charisma? I think, here's the thing. I don't know, you can't, you probably can't cultivate Trump-level charisma, and if you can, it takes years and years. But the level of charisma where you don't sound the way DeSantis did when he was reading off that announcement, yeah, I, I, I think you can probably practice and get better I, from I, where let's, he is. Let's, I do. Let's record. I want to read DeSantis's uh, opening video verbatim, but instead of saying I'm running for president, I'm going to say I am selling chickens. Tim, yeah. do you remember Peter Francis I, Geraci? <laughs> do you know yes, who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. Anyone from the Chicago area remembers. <laughs> anyone from the Chicago area remembers. There was this guy whose commercials would come on at like 3 a.m. And he was he was his lawyer who's just very monotone to go, hi, I'm Peter Francis Geraci. Hey, Find it worked. Out. And it worked. I mean, he got, it, it did work, to Anybody be fair. From but it was anyone, anyone from that area will remember him. He, he just had this very um, monotone delivery. And it's what DeSantis reminded me of. I, I think wanna... that De, I think DeSantis is very charismatic in print. Like I love what he has written. I I love his statements when I read them. I think he hits all the right points, but the guy really has to put seven some more emphasis on his words. Announcement yeah. where he announces first in as low energy as possible and then gets into a very esoteric conversation about the narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was yeah. like, dude. Felt so teleprompter. That's the thing. Yeah. I just felt like he was reading. It's brutal. CJ McLean says, Tim, when Seamus gets cycled out, you need to replace him with a hard liberal that would disagree with you on almost everything would make the show more interesting. I'm never getting cycled out, baby. <laughs> Whatever. You if say I you live in Georgia. Get I know out it's here. true. Look, when I, I, I will, I will someday the sun will set on my stint here at Simcast, but then I'll be back again later. There's not even a Shimcast account. It's, yeah, what do you mean? It's a fake ad. Yeah, there's no Shimcast. No, that's true. I just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a house of straws. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Why you got Iron, like that, Hannah? Clay? Iron Lord says Candace Owens for VP. What if Trump did pick Candace Owens? Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, be interesting. Would be. yeah. D Man says Trump needs Carrie Lake as VP, someone that does not quit. Perhaps I think uh, I, I I've said this before. I think she'd be an excellent VP because she it, she has the Trump vigor with media tact. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you made a good point earlier about wanting to win another state, getting that advantage. So you get a you get a, a VP, say Christy Nome, then he gets South Dakota or something like that. He gets an advantage based on who his VP is. Yeah. So, but maybe Carrie Lake pulls in a lot of uh, Arizona support. Manifested Destiny says the idea of what is presidential is a recent media creative created narrative. Teddy Roosevelt threw people out of windows. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson and We've seen it before. Yeah, that's a good point. It's such a good yeah. point. Yeah. Jackson invited the locals to eat a giant cheese wheel in the White House lawn. It's a false narrative. It, Politicians it's not, it's, used to duel. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Those Bring it back. Thing. Let's do it again. And it was. You it think was, things were worse because you know why of that? They got rid of, they got rid of, <laughs> you know why they got rid of dueling? I was reading about it. It was because young woke people thought dueling was was bad, mm. and then once they, as they got older, they banned it. I'm actually a little, uh, to be honest, I'm a little woke on that. I think it's bad to, to shoot at a person if it's not a direct self defense dueling situation. Dueling wasn't always like that. I was reading about like why would anyone do that, and it was because it was an honor thing where right. you didn't actually try to kill the other person. Yeah, you were just yeah. shooting off. So I, I guess what happened with uh, Hamilton and Burr was that uh, Hamilton intentionally fires off to the side like i'm a man of honor i am i, I am not afraid yeah. but then burt was like no nah, dog <laughs> yep. yeah yeah it's like an honor thing like would, yeah. you, would you even show up that was the point exactly mm -hmm. yeah. no no i i understand i understand all that totally and the young people were like this is so dumb you shouldn't do it. we should make it illegal we should ban guns and they're like whoa, whoa, whoa go back a little bit we'll, we'll get rid of the dueling it was the big ask right exactly yeah, right. but what is presidential matters today because of of propaganda public relations, and mass media. Before these things, yeah, you'd read in the newspaper. We were talking about this the other day. Someone said that, uh, was it you? I don't know who brought this up. That uh, who, if you if you listened to the debate between Nixon and Kennedy. Oh, yeah, the, I brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Everyone so, who, it again. So in the, the uh, kind of infamous 1960 presidential debate, everyone who listened to it on the radio thought that Nixon won. Everyone who saw it mm -hmm. on television thought that Kennedy won. And Nixon looked Nixon looked terrible because exactly. he wouldn't wear the makeup. Even though, yeah. and, and his points were were better. Uh, you know, all the people on the radio at he least thought that that was the case. But people didn't like him. It's really it's all about presentation. And he looked like he was a ghoul compared to Kennedy, who he was did. prepared to was, who was who was who was and Irish. That side, that side by was, side was just and Kennedy, Kennedy was, was Irish, at, and so he just looked better. They just, he was Irish people just looked that's great. Why. They looked that wonderful. Was it. That was why, yeah. It's an established fact. But I mean, part of it too was that he was then able to continue to ride the "I am the young." vibrant yes. personality that's right. that's right we got a good one here from cj says rep hunt what more can djt do to attract young black men mm. i'm fearful biden will draw a huge gen z turnout just because trump is on the ballot um, he needs to continue to do exactly what he's doing right now and talk about his record and talk about the economy talk about what we can do to get this country back to the way it was before covid and if he stays focused on those topics stays focused on those issues literally like black people like american voters they want to hear about are we going to secure the border or not are we going to have a sovereign nation what are we going to do about inflation are we going to stop waging war against our energy and oil and gas uh, companies and talking about what are we going to do to get back to those things and staying focused on that? I think those kind of just pragmatic terms with his 
already popular vigor yeah i think that will that that will fare out very well people are sick of living in poverty they're sick of eight percent inflation what are we going to do to stop that mm -hmm. right on igor kutin says i listened to your show the day after on my way to work ron disnooze fast make politics boring again mm. oh. <laughs> i don't want to slam ron DeSantis too much because i want to have lots of different strong people going forward into the future i don't want to Amen. bank our entire future on one person yeah. who's great but also you know only has four more years as the president that, yes. well that's what and i'm it's saying 76 years old, it's right? so frustrating when, to watch this happen exactly that's if it was jeb point. if it was jeb well, i would, would find care. it hilarious i would no think it was would hilarious yeah be but fine. because it's ronda sanders like oh you have so much potential you've done so much good please don't, don't do this don't, this. don't do this right yeah. i mean like and i i i bash on biden for being old and basically lying about his health all the time but right. trump is 76 year old he's great he's full of vigor but he doesn't have decades and decades ahead of him the way that you know desantis or people mm -hmm. of his cal or of his age group do i mean you're an example of this right mm -hmm. like we want to have lots of people coming up the pike we don't want to be tearing them down and yeah. we do and the good thing about our party is if you look at our bench compared to the left right now we're doing pretty good i don't know do they have i mean like they have aoc like so, I said, they have RFK, who is fascinating. <laughs> I will say, as far you know, there's a lot I disagree with him on, especially like the pro-life issue, all the things I would disagree with the Democrat mm -hmm. on. But RFK, as far as Democrats go, I, I do find him quite interesting, yeah. and I like a good amount of. Are, and they won't even let him debate. No, nope, and they of course can, every not. media outlet calls him a long shot. Like this is what I find fascinating. Mm -hmm. There must be a section of their party that is sort of in line with him. He's attracting moderates. Some polls show he's attracting. Biden's voters away from him. Mm. Why 20%. are they denying him? Twenty percent. I think they have the problem, the same problem we do, which is that they are shifting from having uh, people they they want to see out. They do want to see the Bidens out. They want to see this well, older yeah. white male class out and replace them with someone else. But they aren't sure where they're going. Just know, like I, I, I always party. find that funny, right? Like they're trying to do with 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 old white guys, and then the, their top two finishers were Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. But they well, don't like it. They're they, not they happy don't, about but now it. they're not happy about it. Yeah, the, you know they they want to get rid of Joe Biden because everyone's just so threatened by his charisma. <laughs> and how, you know how much he's shaken up the system. He's a I real mean, chaos candidate. Ron might be Joe. concerned about his charisma. <laughs> oh no! Oh, we're back Come to on, this. man! We're back. The words of Joe Biden. Come on, man! All right, all right. Let's uh, let's read. Joe some more. Biden would call him a bad dude. And then, As and this was bad. We're with bad boy. <laughs> Ran right. a bunch of bad boys. Az Static says, "How pissed do you think DeSantis is at Musk? DeSantis has blame, but doesn't Musk as well? Curious for your opinion." Musk should be roasted too, in my in my opinion. Um, I, Elon Musk, I think, is doing great work. He's got a lot. He's got a, a very difficult battle ahead of him. I don't know how you could be mad at him. It's a technical issue, and these things happen. I think DeSantis made a mistake by launching his campaign. Agreed. On Twitter. Agreed. Yeah. If he had launched it on YouTube, he would have had four million live viewers. There would have been no crash, and he could have done it with Elon Musk or anybody else. They could have simulcasted, but Elon wanted the exclusive, and in their inexperience. They don't, it's it's like the DeSantis campaign, his charisma and his policy exemplify their level of understanding of the culture war very, very well. Mm. They have a they have a surface understanding of these things and they don't have any core player advising them. They don't have a high level person to be like, Ron, you're dry. You, yeah. You've got to, you've got to do it again. What they have is, you've, you know, I went on Twitter and I read what people are saying. I got a good follow. I, I follow a good bunch of people. Looks like you hit the points. There okay. we go. Ooh, man, Twitter, it's so big. Let's go with Elon Musk. I would have been like, why? 
No, I, I like. Why would you do that? Right. And then also, no we, video. We, we know how we know how, how Elon is. Elon takes risks. Do y'all remember when he was rolling out the Cybertruck? Yeah. Oh, that oh, was yeah. incredible. And he's like, and he's, he like he's like, he's like, he's like, maybe they're man. not. But we'll fix it later because yeah. that's actually how he thinks. Yeah. Uh, I actually got to meet him at a retreat a couple of years ago, and it was really kind of funny because I walked up to him and I said. Hey man, I just want to let you know it's really nice to be one of the only two African Americans <laughs> <laughs> at this retreat. You find that to be really funny, but he's the kind of guy that 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 thinks in like a different way. He'll blow up a rocket to figure out how to make a better rocket. Yeah, totally. you know he'll so he'll he'll break and that it, it, and he doesn't view it as being embarrassing. He views it as a lesson. It's just data mm. for him. My, ex exactly, and my guess is he did the exact same thing for his experiment. Like how far or how big yeah. or how much bandwidth can Twitter hold? Mm -hmm. Well, let's find out by announcing this presidency. This didn't work, but I bet we'll get it right the next time. Mm -hmm. right. All right, that's not his fault. Tony J. Sagastazado. Uh, from a fellow minority West Pointer and combat veteran, no. thank you, sir, for your continued service to our great nation. Go Army, beat Navy. Beat them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> beat Navy. Thank you. <laughs> Tanner Reeves says, Bongino played a clip of Seamus on his podcast oh. today. Potato Man Sprouts Roots. Oh, I love Potato Man Sprouts Roots. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I was I was sad I missed them on Monday. It seemed like y'all had a, a whole lot of fun without me, though, so I guess it's fine. Oh, yeah. It was really great because we were, like, making fun of you the whole time. Yeah, no, I, I heard. Yeah, Dan was <laughs> like, who's, who's that Irish guy that you guys make fun who's of all the time? Like, I was like, I was born in Chicago. Like, I'm not even from Ireland. They just want to make alcoholic you jokes. You could have fooled me. Yeah, I know. Seamus <laughs> <laughs> made a potato joke about himself, and then when we played along, he's like, how dare you be racist? I didn't know. I never made that joke. You guys made it. No, you walked in when I was watching Leprechaun. This oh, is a true that's story. right. This is a true story. Hold on. This is a real story. <laughs> I was watching Leprechaun on the couch for some reason just by myself. And Seamus walks in. He's like, what are you watching? And he looks at the screen. And it's a guy turning into a leprechaun eating a bunch of different kinds of potato. <laughs> that actually happens in the movie. This is insanely the, lepre racist. the leprechaun bites the guy and he turns Irish. <laughs> and so he starts eating a he bunch of potatoes. And Seamus was like, what is this racist movie? garbage. Oh my gosh. It's like insanely offensive. No, it's okay. We can make fun of Irish people. Yeah, exactly. If he got like bitten by someone of a different ethnic or racial group and then started eating their food, it would be like, this film is responsible for genocide. There's so many worse genocide. So much. I just, but I cannot say Oh, man. Oh, oh yeah, this Congress thing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. June Child says, Tim, my mom took your advice. She's homeschooling my brother. Moved us out of California to Texas. We're glad we left. California is coming after her now. Please yeah. shout out my GoFundMe for her, Catherine Thrift. I hope you get chickens. You know? Some, some, some the that is, by the way, curriculum. That, is, that is from Tim. That's like the nicest thing I've ever heard Tim say to or about anyone. I hope you get chickens. That is like Tim's highest compliment. It's like, I hope you are blessed that's with many chickens. So yeah, so. <laughs> they have many eggs for wow. you. Like, Thank you. That is like the Tim prayer. Like, and, may you, and may you receive many chickens. <laughs> Let's grab some more. Inspector Tasty says, went to a drive through liquor store last weekend, ordered a tall can of Miller Lite, the guy hands me a brown bag. I got home to find out he snuck me a Bud Light. They're literally trying to unload their stock any way possible. Wow. Unbelievable. You hear what? they're giving away for free? I saw their, that. Their stores are... I saw the are, QR code. It's like $15. Yeah. You scan the QR code. Buy it. Scan the code and then we, we mail you back a... <laughs> Give a, it to you. <laughs> yeah. 
Please there, take it. Because the beers costs money to get rid of. That's right. If you go to a liquor store and you got a bunch of beer, you got to hire someone to dispose of it yes. or send it back or something. Yeah. So, so Man. actually, many of the uh, distributors are actually uh, Budweiser is buying them back. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Buying yeah. So, back uh, expired beer. Yeah. Talk about embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Robert Knight says Tim Chase Bank is having issues. Zelle and general transactions frozen. Account details frozen for the past four hours. Is anyone else having bank issues currently? This may be the beginning. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just you. You know, just got to be careful. Maybe your chase. account is, is you know. What if you just forgot your password? <laughs> what if yeah. we like sounded the alarm on a global financial <laughs> crisis because some guy forgot his password? <laughs> it's like, turned out he like forgot the city he was born in when it was like asking him the questions. Oh, He's like, exclamation point, exclamation <laughs> point. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Imagine if like Seamus came on this show and he was like, it's a disaster. And we're like, wow, really? And then people start selling off stock and they're moving their money. And then Seamus goes, oh, wait, I forgot the exclamation uh, point. <laughs> What do we got here with Matthew Murphy? He says, please, as the congressman, ask the congressman about the non-scientific racial quotas for enrollment and clinical research per FDA guidance, yeah. Omnibus budget bill, January 23. This will delay life extending and saving oncology drugs from reaching the market just to satisfy some DEI, oh. uh, DIE bureaucracy. I never heard of this. I have heard of this. And again, this gets back to the root, I think, of what we were talking about earlier. And that is, this has got to, we've got to get to the point where this is a meritocracy, where all Americans first and everyone is treated equally. Mm -hmm. I got it. We aren't perfect. But this is the unintended consequences of, the, of this kind of behavior is that it then disproportionately impacts another group. And that equally is un-American. Mm, yeah. I'm seeing, Let's grab uh, a couple more. I'm seeing people in the chat saying they have issues with Chase Bank, actually. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so it's not the exclamation point. That's good to no, know. No, it's not. But let's be let's be cautious about what we say here. Yeah, yeah. Fleeting, done. We'll be careful. Done. Done. Good. <laughs> Fleeting. You, sir, you, sir, are a, are a wise man. <laughs> hey. I'm just trying to do my best. Moving Fleeting floating feathers, money. says, Tim, in regards to your spouse's BF video, and I want to clarify, it's a video about a guy whose wife has a boyfriend. Not, yo. Anyway, what? he says, do you think this lefty crap is the cause of more middle-aged guys divorcing from long-term marriages now? More than women once did? I don't know about all that. But uh, there's a video where a guy, he's bragging about how his wife has a boyfriend. Well, he's so cool. But he says, <laughs> she's not my wife because we don't use gendered language. She's my spouse and she has a partner. And I'm like, bro, partner means two. A partner is, a, is two <laughs> people. So, so if your wife has a partner, you're the person who's out. That's you know it. I mean? It's not you. But he was like, I don't know why you think it's an insult because your masculinity is as frail as tissue paper or something. Bro, like that. if you have to ask, you will never know. Yeah. But like, it's not an insult. My, my, my point was this. You're not insulting them by saying, what about your wife's boyfriend? They go, oh, he's great. Thank you. Because they're into it. They like it. I know. I think we should so just weird. stop treating polyamory like it's cool. Let's like imagine, not, imagine well, be fair, cool I never again. did. I never it treated was never polyamory. Cool, but imagine, it is treated like a trendy thing. All of the dating podcasts treat it like it's just a cool alternative option. Imagine if somebody went to Seamus. Imagine if they went to Seamus and they were like, Oh yeah, Seamus, how do you spend your Sundays <laughs> at church? They'd be like, uh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what it's like when you talk to these lefties about their wives' boyfriends. They're just like, "Yes, my wife's boyfriend." Yeah, okay, they, sh what? they should go. Yes, that's based, but they know it's shameful deep down. So they can't <laughs> yes, do that's that. based. <laughs> All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends? It's the best way to help. They are trying to push us down in the algorithm and silence us, but the only reason we survive is because you guys share the show. And I've heard a bunch of stories, so I really do appreciate it. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. We're going to have that members-only show coming up for you in a few minutes, so stick around. Do you want to shout anything out, Congressman? 
Uh, please, if you have any questions, go to my website, wesley4texas.com. has all my handles on it. And again, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure to be on with you all. Anytime, please let me know. It's about an hour and 10-minute drive for me. This is an awesome experience. Learned Absolutely. so much. Really appreciate it, brother. Thanks thank you. Thank yeah. you. And thank you so much. Dude, thank you for coming on. This was great. Of course. It was a lot of fun. Anytime. My name's Seamus Coughlin. I make cartoons. I actually did two about polyamory recently. One is called uh, Polyamory Explained in 15 Seconds, which was kind of mean, but pretty funny. And then one called Polyamorous Grandma. So uh, I advise you all to check those out. We're going to be releasing three cartoons next week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I think you guys are going to enjoy all of them. So if you want to go over to Freedom Tunes and hit that subscribe button i'd greatly appreciate it cool i'm hannah claire bremlo i'm a writer for timcast.com you should go to timcast.com click on the read tab see the work from me and all of our other journalists uh you should also follow at timcast news on twitter and instagram it's the best if you want to follow me personally you can find me on instagram at hannahclaire.b and on twitter at hcbremlo thanks so much and uh, I really like today's episode. I think today's going to go down as like one of those sleeper episodes that if you didn't see it, you kind of missed out. So thank, thank you. Of Appreciate course. it. Thank you, brother. Thank of course. you. Yeah. Uh, Seamus's rant. Yeah. <laughs> Sh- <laughs> Sh- went off. No, it, you guys got a clip and put it on The conversation's yeah. reaction to it. He's over here like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are so sweet. Yeah, All of his good. kids are going to watch Freedom 2 cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was a good one. Uh, I'm Surge.com. I'll see you guys on Twitter. We will see all of you in the members-only Uncensored show in a few minutes on the front page of TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out.